Hello, good afternoon, and good evening. Welcome to Ongakuryu, the podcast where three friends come together and break down what's new in the Japanese music industry. This is the podcast for the week of October 15th, 2021. I'm your host, Ken, and with me we have Gray. What's happening, dudes? And Luna. Hello, Ginky. Oh, Ginkies and Deeds. Once again, it's the good old tripod back togethers. Yes, it is for a special episode. Yes, yes, yes. How have we been and what we've been listening to as of late, besides our main topic? <laughs> well, I've actually been listening to other stuff besides our main topic. Not much, but some. So I actually went back and was listening to Nakashima Mika's The End Album. What she did is Nana for the Nana movies. I just felt like listening to some rock, and I love that persona that Nakashima Mika portrayed in not as Nana, and it's still such a fantastic album, to be honest, and I love Glamorous Sky. It's one of my favorite songs. So, uh, also been listening to Cream's newest song, Tattoo, which is really good. I love the showcase of Minami's vocals in it, and... Started listening to Chanmina's newest album, Hadn't She? However, I haven't got that far. So far, I really like it. I think it's pretty good. And I'm glad I bought it. But I need to dive further into it. And since, really? I mean, went back and listened to Doubles Rock the Party just because I needed something fun. And I think that's really it. What about you, Gray? I, I have only been listening to to topic stuff. Like, like I had like some free extra time to listen to some other stuff, but there was some other art. Like, there's some artists that we're going to be talking about that I just wanted to enjoy more of. So I wound up only listening to topic artists this week. I can't think of anybody uh, who isn't. Uh, like the only the only person that I think I've listened to that's not going to be a topic is someone I really want to do music corner for, but I just found out I can't do him for music corner. So uh, and that would be High T. I've been really digging his music. I, I went back and listened like all the stuff that he had on Apple Music. I did that yesterday, and uh, yeah, uh, uh, he does not have um, an actual website to to so I can learn more about him and where he comes from and what he's doing. So it makes him really hard for me to cover him for music corner, but high tees like literally like the only thing I've been listening to. That's not this topic. What about you, Ken? I was going to say, you haven't listened to the Metroid dread soundtrack. <laughs> well, I've been, I mean, I've been playing Metroid dread, but it's, uh, at work is usually when I'm playing it. I don't, I have the sound <laughs> off at work. So I'm like, Oh, I see. I see. Yeah. Yeah, so I've been listening to a various amount of things. So I've been listening to Culture Dog by Mega Shinosuke. He's in a, his his latest release, Mega uh, Culture Dog. His song uh, "Lead to Love" is absolutely fantastic. I've been also listening to Gunjo Sanka and Yusabushi by Eve. So that's also a very surprise that I have an Eve release on my my rotation. Uh, and then I've been listening to Cider Girl's latest single, Cinderella, and uh, Moat's Mole74's latest EP, Replica, which is absolutely fantastic. I've been really enjoying my time with that. 
And then I've been listening to our senpai's perfume and their Polygon Wave EP. So it's just a, a bunch of regular releases for them, but their Mugen Loop song is absolutely fantastic. So go check them out. And then Here I Die, his latest single anniversary is absolutely fantastic. So just a bunch of other things along with our topics here. So, but yeah, with that, let's continue on to our topic here and this week it is our music corner roundup so probably as you see from the length of this episode this is a a grand old time of us talking and reintroducing albeit fairly shortly our music corner picks that we did over the last 20 weeks so with that let's let's start with you luna as it, it was your pick first with your wonderful artist, Vondi. So why don't you reintroduce him to us real fast? Okay, so Vondi is a singer, songwriter, and producer, producer who got to start back in 2019 by posting music, pretty much music on YouTube. So his first single, Tokyo Flash, is really what garnished him a lot of social fame as it hit big and then from there he just continued doing very very well and he's had a lot of memorable songs such as Fuka Kyoryu along with Tokyo Flash, Sodomimi, Yukai Sink and his latest one is I actually he's had a couple new releases lately since we last talked about him when we did we covered Strobe and Yukai Sink as those are some of his latest releases. Well, his newest one is Tokimeki, which is absolutely phenomenal. And Vondi has really proved that he is an artist to look out for. I mean, the compositions, his vocals, he is one that is very unique. And he stands out from a lot of other artists, I believe. And I always look for his releases. And he also had one a couple months ago called Hana... And that was also phenomenal. But I love Tokimeki. And I he has strong vocals. His songwriting skills are phenomenal. And he shines in his compositions. And that they're very unique. They stick with you. And that's one of the reasons I originally gravitated toward him. Is I heard several of his songs. And we had talked about him due to him being in the news lately and also he had, did a song with Imer recently which is amazing and I know we got to discuss that when we talked uh, about him in MC but he's still one of the artists that I think is a big leading one and will be in the Rewa era. Vondi is excellent and I, I felt really really bad because I really liked Vondi when we covered him and I'm, I'm gonna be 200% honest with you guys I didn't I didn't go back and listen to him and it's a shame because he's really, really good. And his latest track, Tokimeki, I think is just an amazing song. I really, really liked it. And so uh, I need to make a more conscious effort to listen to more Vondi because dude, dude is fantastic. And I love his style. I love his vocals. I, I, I like everything about him. And yeah, I don't know why. I, I, he, he, like, we covered him and I really liked him and then I just never went back and listened to him. And that, that, was, a, that was a travesty on my part. But he's fantastic. Yeah, no, uh, Vondi was... He's an artist that really didn't leave my rotation, per se. I've, I've always liked his work prior 
as well before becoming MC. And, you know, with his constant releases, he hasn't really shown that he won't stop anytime soon. And I've been absolutely in love with his work. Like, there's there's no higher praise I can give to an artist than what I can for Vondi as of right now. So, I've... I've really enjoyed my time returning to him, so there's that. And shall I continue on? <laughs> um, sorry, I, I had one thing I want to say. I'm gonna say, Ken, I'm with you. He hasn't left my rotation, so seeing him whenever he releases something new, I end up adding that in, and I, I, I feel the same with you. He's one of those artists that you just constantly want to listen to. Mm-hmm. But yeah, let's continue on to my. My next artist, which is Ankh, they are a three-member rock band that got their start back in 2015, and they really hold on to that theme of enjoying every day with all the mistakes and regrets in the past and kind of living on kind of thing. And you can tell by that with their their amazing compositions, you know, the, the vocalist and bassist, Mayamiki, she has such a, a very comforting range, and I've absolutely loved everything about this band. So, kind of returning back to them, you know, I I was quite bummed that they haven't really released anything since we originally covered to them. But, you know, they also were a band that I haven't really moved on from in my rotation. So, how was coming back to Ankh for you, Gray? It was really nice because, I, like uh, Ankh, uh, I they had left my rotation. Uh, honestly, most of these guys have left my rotation. Even even a lot of the artists I covered, uh, because it's just how I consume things. I just kind of move on. But uh, no, uh, coming back to Ankh, they're really talented, and I, I was really bummed that they haven't dropped anything new. I mean, their album that they dropped this year is really good. I really enjoyed that. It's their uh, Iki. Cha Cha Oze album, and that whole album is really good, and it's got this nice punk energy feel to it that I really really like and dig, and uh, I like I like it when Ken covers these nice little punk rock bands. They're always fun and refreshing, and it takes me back to my high school days. So I did I like <laughs> I like Ankh, and and they're they're a lot of fun, and I am looking forward to what they do next. So. I'm going to definitely keep checking back on these guys and look. I'm looking forward to see what they drop next. So I kind of pushed them under the rug after you covered them, Ken, and I felt bad because going back to Ankh, I ended up falling in love with them. Kind of, I remember liking them originally or kind of being okay on them. And I think seeing them with a different light because depending on my mood, I go for different genres. But the revisit pushed them high up in my in my range of oh my god their uh, Iki Chaoze album is phenomenal and when I went back and just re listened to it I ended up loving it and I was very disappointed to see they haven't dropped anything new and it made me sad because I love that like you said their music is about enjoying every day and you feel that and I love that they do have. They're very, their songs are short and to the point, and I love that because sometimes you need track music that is straight to the point, and but it has an impact on you. I mean, they're not super short, but they have just that amount that 
you you know it doesn't overstay its welcome and you have fun with it and you love it and you want to sing along to it and i i just absolutely love going back to them and they will now be in my rotation and i feel like i really needed this right now yeah so i'm i'm glad that you know having this reintroduction this is also another one of those artists that you know having these reintroductions really does help so to speak these recaps I agree. I would have forgot about them if it weren't for this. And I'm so glad this gave me a chance to give their music a second listen. Oh, yeah. No, I completely agree with my co-hosts. This was a nice reintroduction to Ankh. And uh, yeah, I do. I feel bad that I stopped listening to them. I'm not going to lie. So it's just really good to go back and find a band that, you you know, you, you... really liked and you know you, life just continues on and then you're like oh yeah I re- those guys i remember them they're great uh but but <laughs> it also doesn't really help that they haven't really released anything since then though yeah but i i think they're they're working on something i i i do genuinely believe they're working on something that will be awesome so just gotta give it sometimes patience is it's a virtue so but Moving on to my our next artist, which was mine, uh, was Spiraspeaka, which is a three-member pop rock band that got started in 2013 under the name Snowman. Uh, when they went major label, uh, they debuted under uh, Sakara Music, and they changed their name to uh, Spiraspeaka with the release of their song Start Dash. Uh, the group is centered around lead vocalist Mikiha, who the band feels is an innocent character that naturally makes viewers and listeners smile. Uh, the lead guitarist is Yuji uh, Teranishi, and the bassist uh, goes by Mas- by the name Masuda. So th- this is a fun little group that I, I really like, three-member rock band, and I do think... Miki Ha's vocals are really the heart and soul of this group. I really, really like them. Uh, they have only dropped one release since we covered them. And I, I will be upfront and honest. I'm not the biggest fan of Kimi Naka, Suki Ni Nara Nai, but it, it's okay. I, I still really like the group overall. And I am really eager to see what they do next so i really like these they're, they're like i said they're a fun charming group that i really think just has a special uh quality about them so i kind of have the same thoughts i did when i initially listened to spiraspica is i have to be in the right mood or mindset because they are a very high energy group and i do think miki has vocals are fantastic how ever i know i know you didn't care for their newest single uh kiminaka sukini naranai and i do agree because it was way too much for me and i just i just think it's because they're such a high energy type of group and they give me that anime music vibe i i really have to want to listen to that and I think for me, even going back to them, I remember my initial thoughts on why I, I I thought they were okay. It just wasn't my style or mood at the moment, and I'm still kind of feeling that. I do think Start Dash is probably one of their best songs. As I mean, it, it was it was good, but 
I, I really need to have that mindset to listen to them. But I think they're a fun group to listen to. If you like high energy music, they're definitely one for you. But if not, then just make sure you're in that right mindset when you listen to them. I needed a Natterall by listening to to these the composition to this group. <laughs> and, I, and I don't even take Adderall. So that tells you <laughs> that I'll be risking <laughs> taking Adderall. <laughs> this. Yeah, you know, th- like my other two compadres had just said, you know, they are a high energy group. And that's mostly with the composition. That's straight up with the composition. Mikia's voice, while a, a little bit eccentric at times, she is what you said, Gray, the heart and soul of this group. And it really does show that when they kind of do a mid tempo song, because I was going to say slow tempo, but I don't even think they have a, a, a so-called quote unquote slow tempo song. They really have a very high pace worth ethic with their, their composition. That's fine. You know, they are a they are very good in their own right. But for me personally, like how everyone said, there is a time and a place for them, especially with that happy-go-lucky style that they do. And, you know, it's really funny not to hit on this, but they really remind me of the band Hello Happy World and Bang Dream, purely on style. And I just find it hilarious that the vocalist for Hello Happy World, which is Miku Ito, is in one of the related artists for spirit speaker which i just i just was like yeah that proves my point who this who specifically this is for (laughs) yeah and i will agree with you they don't have a mid-tempo track which or they don't have a ballad let me rephrase that they do have mid-tempos uh they do have a couple of mid-tempo tracks they're few and far between but that is as slow as it ever gets is mid-tempo and yeah, they, they like they have their style. They really stick to it. And I don't. I I really like Spirit Speaker. I I would be the first person to tell you. I don't think they're for everybody. But you know, if you are looking for something that is this light, poppy, little fun band, I think Spirit Speaker is a solid choice to go with because uh, you know Mikia's vocals are just really done really well. So. All right, so I had the next one, and that was Rachi. So she is a rapper who began a career in 2016, and she was in a high school rap championship and released her single, Good Day. So she is a very interesting artist, as her rap style is very unique, and you have to, she's hit or miss. And more than that, she's also an acquired taste. So... I do like her rap. However, I will say this with her because, like I said, it's acquired taste. There are certain songs by her that really stand out and are good, like really good. When they hit, they hit. When they miss, they miss. And for me, I felt like her collaborations are phenomenal because she's an artist who does great with the collabos, especially when she is the featuring artist. And she knows how to shine there. And an example of that is the one with Yayui Diamond, Melon Soda. Rachi shines there in her rap. And I love that. So going back and listening to her, I do find there are more tracks that are missed than hit for me. However, I still do enjoy her rap style. And I think it is very unique. And I'm curious what she will continue to do in the future. 
she did release a new digital track called Jingi, which I liked a lot better than Nokinami. I was super, I going back to Nokinami, I really don't care for it as much, but I wanted to like it because at the time it was her newest track. But Jinky, I think, is a way better track for her, especially her rap style, and that suits it. Whereas Nokinami was a very odd style one. But she is a little bit of a hard artist to get into. I still I'm I'm curious to see how she'll um develop in the future. As I've noticed, her music has developed over time from when she first started with uh JK Weblando till now with Jingi. And I'm looking forward to seeing what she'll keep doing in the future. And there's still some songs I absolutely love by her, like Excuse uh, Excuse Boy is still one of my favorite tracks. But I'm curious to see if your, opin- if, uh, if your opinions changed on her. Fortunately, I don't, uh, my opinion didn't really budge on Rachie. I-, I think she's a very talented rapper and her latest track, Jingi, definitely shows that off i think it's uh her rapping in that is spectacular uh the my problem with her and i I don't think it'll ever change is just her composition choice and you know that's fine that's the that's the music she wants to put out there's nothing wrong with that but it's not what i like to listen to so you know at the end of the day i just don't think she's an artist for me because you know she does that western minimalist style composition and jingy is like it's got a little bit more punch to it but it's still just that that Western style, and it's just not what I like to hear. So for me, I, she's really talented. If you like a Western style rap, I, I think you should definitely check out Rachie because you will like her. Uh, but if it's not if uh, if Western style music is not your thing, I don't know if Rachie's for you or not. So I legit laughed. <laughs> I legit laugh, and you know. I have a bad feeling when I always laugh at a specific artist, especially when I listen to songs. I've only done that a handful of times, and I've done that three times on specifically this roundup. And, you know, with Rachie, it was really difficult to get into this time around. And I think you really hit the nail on the head there, there, Luna. She is only, and I think I've I said this last time as well that her her best work is the composition because she doesn't need to be in the front stage or the grand stage so to speak. She can really help in the background, and that really, really hit this time around. And I, for for me it's really difficult to get into a female rapper. Like, you know, Western rap aside, I mean, for a female rapper, it's really difficult for me to get into. And I was really hoping that my mind would change around. Her her newest track, Jingyi, really affirmed that she wasn't the type of artist for me. And, and that's a damn shame, to be honest. Yeah, I, I know what you mean, because when even when I went back and listened to her, because I have a few songs in rotation, but going back and listening to her in full, I realized the main ones in rotation are the ones with Yayui Diamond, because she is a great addition to those songs, like Melon Soda and Choose Me. She adds to it perfectly, but then when you listen to her solo, it always feels like there's something missing. And I think that was kind of my greatest issue. I think she's a phenomenal rapper, but... 
you know, I she's also not for everyone because it, she just has this style that sometimes it feels like there's something missing. And it just depends, uh, you know, but it's great to go back and still re-listen and see if thoughts change. Because I remember at the time I did her, I was super high on her. But stepping back, I kind of, you know, have re... I've changed my perspective a little. Yeah, with that, I guess I'll continue on to my artist here. And that is the lovely Homecomings. And they are a four-member multi-gendered rock band that got their start back in 2012. And, you know, they made a very big splash in their indie scene. And mostly because they comprised their tracks with this fuzzy-filled composition with a more bittersweet dream pop type of melody with beautiful vocal harmonies and was tipped as you know the next indie band to kind of watch for and you know that ended up really paying off close to nine years label nine years later when they got signed to pony canyon and you know they keep that japanese indie spirit really strong with a lot of their releases you can tell with the garage band style feel that they have and they are a band that i absolutely love and while not as energetic as Ang, you know homecoming brings their own charm that i can just get lost into yeah no i really enjoyed revisiting homecomings i you know they're they they really do keep that garage band style alive just like you said ken and i think it's a real charming aspect to the group that is really nice and they, they really do lean a little bit more on the relaxing side you know yeah like you have on for like your your high energy punk thing and then if you want something that's just like a little bit more nuanced and a little bit more relaxing homecomings is really a good group to do that it's just like you know just something you, you know you want to just sit back chill listen to some tracks homecomings is definitely the way to go so I really enjoyed my time with them, and I was a little disappointed. They haven't dropped anything, because I think Moving Days was out by the time we were covering them. So I was really hoping to see something new by them, and that was my biggest disappointment, which is always a good sign when you're disappointed that they haven't released anything new. And But yeah, their Moving Days album is still really good, and I really enjoyed that, so... I really enjoyed my time with them. So going back and listening to Homecomings, I feel bad I kind of forgot about them as well. I enjoyed their style, especially because it has this nice relaxing feeling that pulls you in. And even though it's it's kind of rock, but kind of not, I just, I just fell into it. I'm like, this is really, really good. And I remember I had a couple songs in my playlist already, such as Here, Cakes, and Blanket Time Blues as those are the ones that stuck with me, so I added them in my playlist. But going back and re-listening to all their music again, I do love how they changed, and their Moving Days Part 2 album is just phenomenal. And, I mean, they were were really close running for who I picked, but I, I thought Homecomings was like this breath of fresh air that just is something when I need a certain style, I pull them up when I'm in like a bad mood because it helps me get in a better mood. So I just wish if they had some newer, some more newer tracks, but I am looking forward to what they'll release in the future. Cause I do understand that their latest album just came out. So I'm looking forward to hearing what I they'll believe, do. I believe the, our, 
the album came out the day that we did the music yeah for it did so that <laughs> so that's why i'm kind of like i understand why there's nothing new by them um especially you know it's only been months past so i'm looking forward to hearing what they'll they'll put out in the future yeah so i mean i'm very thankful and you know that you guys ended up really liking them and i kind of i think i move on from this particular genre after these two releases because i know rock was you know rock is my forte and i'm i'm very particular when it comes to the style of rock right now and yeah no it's it's really good to kind of go back to them and just see the overall how they matured because i've i've liked them since cakes and i was really anticipating this new album so i'm very thankful for that but with that let's continue on to your next artist Gray. yes and i had the lovely pleasure of introducing uh fuji kaze who is a musician and singer that hails from uh sato's show in uh, okoyama Japan. Um, his whole life uh, has been really, he's been fixated with music, listening to jazz, pop, Inca, and classic music at a very early age. At the age of 12, uh, Kaze started uploading videos to YouTube with him playing piano and doing vocal cover videos. Uh, his personal YouTube channel get uh, gathered over 30 million viewers uh, over 30 million views he stopped uploading during high school to focus on his studies and after he graduated he went back to making music in 2019 Kaze moved to Tokyo where he signed on with Universal and that same year he started releasing music and yeah I like I really wanted to do Fujikaze because I really fell in love with Kilali I think that was a really solid track that he did and I just I really really liked it, and he really hasn't had any new releases. He's re-released Moe. Uh, he has Moe Yo, uh, which is kind a little different from Moe Wa, but uh, I wasn't a huge fan of that, and that just dropped. But uh, still, I think Fujikaze is going to be one of the preeminent artists of our day. I just listening to his music just listening to his songs I, you, know, you hear his love and his passion for music to shine through honestly i really enjoyed his help ever hurt cover album i think that one i think i even like that more than his actual original album because they hear just like the piano jazz versions of famous pop tracks like taylor swift's track shake it off like like that that's my version of that song now i love that version of that song i think it's fantastic so for me like i really have enjoyed fujikaze and i i really really like him and i think you know he he's just going to be one of those artists that you know i just keep an eye on because i think he's going to be big i think he's going to be really big one day what did you think about him, Luna? So I was already familiar with Fujikaze when you introduced him. And I had listened to him before Kidati blew up the charts. And even before uh, MC. And I honestly think his Help Ever, Hurt Never is fantastic. One of my favorite tracks is Moewa. And... I mean, I do agree. I think he's an artist who is going to be very, very popular. I mean, one, he's good looking. And two, he has great vocals. 
Um, and I don't mean that I'm just laughing because I put good looking yes, first. because that really helps out the cause there. Well, I mean, I laugh because I put good looking first because, I mean, hey, you got the looks. I'm sorry. You're going to be really popular even if you probably don't have the best vocals. But he he has the vocals to back up the looks. He has that that he has a nice persona, which I think really helps as well. And that shows off in his music. And his music's very smooth and there's some dancey songs. He's a good mixture. I like that he mm. did, you know, his cover album was really good. And even though I'm not a fan of Taylor Swift, I absolutely do not like her music. I loved his cover that he did. And I also liked several of the other ones he did. And I don't remember the English name, sorry. But I I, I enjoy him. And I actually thought his newest track, Moyo Ignite, was very good. I like the composition and the vocals, and I think that's another thing that succeeds for him is that his vocals match very well with the composition, and he's been a pretty hit for me for a lot of his tracks, and I'm looking forward to seeing his future because I feel like he, he is going to be an artist to look out for and is also going to pave the way in the Ray White era. So when you say persona, do you do you mean like Izanagi or Arce or... I see what you did there. You know, which which persona would you assume that this one? I was Beethoven. I I see what you're doing there, but I can't say anything because I'm the only one who has not played those games. I'm familiar with them. I own one of them for PS3. I have not played it, but I know what you're doing. Um. Yeah, no, yeah, <laughs> Fujikaze is a very interesting artist, and I, I, I was like really loving this because I'm like, oh, I'm pretty sure Gray really willed this into existence because of, uh, of Kiati, and am, am I right because of that? I mean, you're not wrong. That that was the track that that got my attention on him. But I went back and listened to Tabiji. Yeah, after after going back and kind of really <laughs> falling in love with him. But yeah, yeah. yeah no, Kiati was basically the the one that was like, oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, and you know, for me because so from here on, like a majority of the artists I wasn't a part of the initial music corner. So like you guys are hearing my my uh, very interesting takes on these artists at this point on for for them and it's for for me and i love his work he he like like luna i i fell in love with fujikaze before hiari i'm like i'm i'm putting my my hipster hat and my 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 fedora on right now and saying my lady but yeah no like personally i really like a, a majority of his tracks over hiari and uh that's that's just my opinion there, but he's an absolutely amazing vocalist with songs like Kaido and Yashasi Hisa that just made me fall in love with him in the first place. And you know his latest work Moyo, it might not be for everyone, but it is a fusion of that style that he's doing now with his previous style. And I, for one, really can't wait to kind of see this guy boom. Because, you know, with Fujikaze, and I'm forgetting the other guy that you just did, um, Luna, that was also kind of in the in the beginning of their career. Ren. 
no, 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 no. Not oh, okay. This was the 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 last the last one. Yuri. Oh, uh, yeah, Yuri. Yuri, that they are are going to be the beginning pillars of what the Reiwa era is, and I for one really can't wait. Yeah, yeah, because like like Fujikaze, I had heard you talk about him ken and i i think i've heard you talk about him luna so when we started so i he, he has kind of been like in my periphery i had no like i had knew this guy existed but i had not heard a single track by him and then i heard uh kilali and just loved it uh, i like that was an amazing track but uh, I went back and listened to Tabiji and I was like, oh, and I was like, ooh, this is a really good track too. And I started listening to more and more music. And I, I haven't heard, like, I haven't heard a song yet by him that I don't dislike. There are some songs I like more than others, but overall, like, I really like his music. And like I said, like, one of the things that I love about Fujikaze is in his music, you can really hear his passion and his love for the entertainment and the medium itself. Because, like, he got in it at such a young age. Like, he's really devoted his whole life to music. And he's really devoted his life to finding cool, unique, and interesting sounds. And I don't typically like, like, the artiste people. Yeah, I was going to say, because but, besides vocals, this is exactly the same path that... that uh you know, as Kenshi is, and yeah. I and I get it because the vocals is a majority part of what you are listening to, but That's the true. composition works. I feel is on a fairly similar path because they are, both of them, they are amazing composers. You you can't deny that no, specifically no. because their composition work is absolutely fantastic. And me personally, while I not might not like Kidadi over. A majority of the public, I cannot deny that the composition for Kidadi is absolutely fantastic, and I can't deny that. Yeah, and and I can see that that you know that a majority of artists from this era and near the tail end of of say going into this because of the digital creator era that's literally the last five years as of right now i'm calling the digital creator era has been just fantastic just introducing the public and internationally to artists that are just out of this world that the mm -hmm. world has never heard before yeah the i, I think the digital era is going to be i think it's going to be a really good thing for music and because it, it's it's going to lower the barrier to entry for a lot of things and we're going to be able to hear a lot more interesting and unique artists but i think the thing that really separates fujikaze from kenshi yonezu for for me personally is uh fujikaze really does lean more in that jazz feel for a lot of his mm. tracks and that makes me really love a lot of his music while I feel like Kenshi Yonezu, I don't know why I'll say his name and then eight seconds later completely forget it and then I have to refine it. <laughs> but uh, Kenshi Yonezu, like to, to me, like he's way more experimental. Like he will he will dip his toe into like seven different genres, and that and that's why I was like I think I find I find that more volatility more with uh, Yonezu is because of the simple fact that sometimes he just dips his toe in a genre that I don't know I, I don't I'm not feeling from him 
And that might and be it, why. Well, specifically, and also doesn't really match his vocal style. True, true. Like, it, a lot of stuff that when he does do that for another artist, that really, really works. <laughs> yeah, and I, I believe so, too. I think he will he will be an artist that we will be, we will be seeing in the future. So, and with that, we're going to move on to my artist, which is Yayoi Diamond. So she is a hip-hop singer, songwriter, DJ, producer, women's right at Advocate, and she got her solo career started in 2013. She is completely self-produced from writing her own lyrics, songs, production, to doing her own choreography. And she is an artist because of how much, how the, what she does with her music, like, she does everything herself. I have so much respect for her and what she does because not many artists are able to be this involved in their career and in their music. And she is also big on helping other artists get their start, especially female artists and giving them a chance. So her music is very heavily influenced by African-American music and culture. And you hear that in many of her tracks and her, one of her latest ones, Top Gal is an obvious one and Makena, Ketsufude, stuff like that are ones where you can hear that heavy influence. She got her big break in 2017 with the collaboration single, Choose Me Melon Soda featuring Richie. And she has been a big impact on music lately, especially in the indie scene. She has really come up and from her impactful words, composition, empowering presence, she, her music is very memorable. If you like it or not, she'll be an artist you won't forget. And with that, she's, she's made an impact on me. To be honest, I I've come to love all her music and even their songs that I might not be as big a fan of as others. I feel like she does have at least one song someone will like and she's an artist I can see more people in the West enjoying more so than the East because her music is very Western influenced and you hear that in many of her songs. And I think that's one of the reasons I gravitated for her is I love her style. I love that she she does a lot for the community and other artists. She is a great support pillar and she writes all her own lyrics. I mean, that is a big thing for me is being able to do your own music. And I just I, I love her voice as well. I think she actually has great vocals. And if you hear her first album, Work Hard, Love Hard. It, and then you listen to music like you start out with that and you listening to where she's come now. It's amazing hearing how her style has changed and you can hear her vocals really shine in her older works. Not to say her newer ones aren't good, but I was happy to see that since we cover I covered her, she's released two new songs, Top Gal, which I personally love, but it's not for everyone. And Chill Like a Midnight, which is phenomenal and such a great chill song and perfect for this time of year. And I, my opinion hasn't changed. I think I've grown to love her more than ever, to be honest. But I'm curious to hear if your opinion has changed just because I know she is a hit or miss. And I know, Ken, you were not initially on this episode. So I'm going to leave you for last because you probably have the most to say. So, Gray, I'll start with you. Has your opinion on Yayui Diamond changed? 
No, uh, not really. But I was I had a mixed opinion on on her to begin with. Uh, I really like her voice, and I think she when she really leans in like a more pop style, you know, I think she she has some really good tracks. And I really, really enjoyed her Chill Like a Midnight song, which just dropped. Like, I think it's really good. But, like, Top Gal, I wasn't, I wasn't feeling. Like, that, that was not for me. But, uh, so, for her, it, it, it really just, it, it depends on the track. And I think that'll always be the case with Yaoi Diamond. Anytime, like, it's a more pop track where she just leans more on her vocals, I will like it because I think she's a very talented vocalist. And I think she's a very talented uh, rapper, and I think she has good rap skills. But when she does a rap song, she does that more reachy, Western style. And that's, like I said earlier, it's not for me. It's not what I like to listen to. So for for me, I think Yaoi Daimon will always be just a hit miss artist and that's fine that's okay i will definitely enjoy the tracks that she just wants to do and sing and stuff because yeah like chill like a midnight is really good it's a really now really gotta, good track now i gotta ask who's the better rapper in your opinion for the both of you yellow diamond or, or Richie? Ooh, i don't know i i think i like Richie's a smidge more but it's a tough call it it, it it's it's a, it, it's a pretty tight fit for me personally. I mean, it's a really hard choice because I feel like with Rachy, she mainly just does rap. She does not sing. So mm-hmm. I think Rachy probably is the better rapper, especially she doesn't have the Rachy doesn't really have the vocals to back that up. At least with Yayui, I think she's a <laughs> sorry, I'm just being honest. Uh a little brutal there. Yeah, no, no, no. I hundred percent completely agree. Yeah, and Yayui has very good vocals and when you listen to her ballads they're phenomenal and even and i honestly think yaoi's rap is really good like very very good however if you want to talk about like rap rap reichi probably can do the cadence a little bit better than yaoi but yaoi has very good rap it just how her voice she uses her voice when she raps is very interesting and I think that's why I'm going with Rachie as a little bit better rapper, but I think Yayoi's vocals are better, but she also can do both. So that's why I give Yayoi props. If you can, you have good vocals and you can rap, that's pretty dang good because that's not an easy thing to do. Usually you do one or the other. Yeah, so I got to ask that, uh, that uh, ask that because you did kind of semi bring it up there, Gray, with the comparison between the both. And what did you think the first thing I did when I listened to You laughed. To, yeah, I laughed. I laughed. It depends what start you, you, you started with, too. If you started at Top Gal, I can see you laughing. Like, what the bleep and bleep? Yeah, it was Top Gal. I, I, start, I started laughing immediately. I'm not going to lie there. Especially when you listen to lyrics to that you song. Know, yeah, yeah, yeah. I I had my trepidations with Yelly Diamond, and I ironically found her a little bit more easy to get into to Rachel because of that duality that she does have and that's one of the things that i absolutely do really like about her mostly because not to say that that this that this genre should not exist for them but me personally i cannot really get behind the female western style rap artist mostly because i just don't think 
that particular artist is or that style is to my taste. And I I completely understand that, you know, they they should this genre should exist and it's not for me, but that's just how I personally feel about this specific genre. It's a little bit difficult for me to get into. If you ask me about a western style male Japanese artist, yeah, no, no. I have like a bunch and Luna, you know that personally because I I give you a bunch of western style male artists to get into, but it's really difficult for me to recommend a female artist for you. Am I yes, right? Yes, yes, cuz you send me some great male western style artists and that's something I don't I, I'm kind of like the opposite of you is I gravitate more toward females while you do, you gravitate gravitate toward the male artists. And you recommend some great I, male I, artists. I think I've only recommended one female artist, and even that was a little, a little laugh <laughs> on my taste, <laughs> laughable at times. Yeah. But you know, I I I think that was, there was only one I, to my collection. But you know, when she does slow it down, I absolutely really love Yayoi Diamond style, the chill chill like a midnight track is fantastic and you know for me when she really let rests on her laurels as a vocalist she's fantastic and i absolutely really liked it when she slowed it down i'm glad to hear that because i was very worried when she raps for you ken because i i know you had heard a couple of the songs in the past and they were more her rap heavy songs so i was curious on your end what you thought of her actual vocal heavy songs especially her first her first album i felt was more vocal heavy than anything and then she oh yeah yeah, yeah. then from there she kind of i guess you would say experimented and deviated which i like that she deviates and kind of gives you a little something of everything but but yeah i guess i'll continue on to my next artist here and that is waltz and you know he is a solo artist that got to start this past year in 2021. And, you know, he calls himself an artist born in the 21st century. And he kind of self-produces everything kind of like every artist in the digital creator era at this point. And he does everything to this point. He does the songwriting, composition, arrangement, artwork, and video, which I absolutely find fantastic, which is an art a kind of thing you kind of don't really hear from an artist right now. And he kind of goes into various genres and you can really hear that with this particular artist. I was honestly quite worried him. And there's another artist later on where one of my oddball choices that I knew that will either one person will absolutely like, and the other one will not. I think this is one of three artists that I've chosen in my particular wheelhouse. And I th I think I'm kind of correct on two of them. But Warts is that oddball choice that I kind of made on the rock side. And I still stand by that choice because of his uniqueness. There's nothing really to show off of that rock style since his latest release, Boy Meets Girl, which is more of a fusion R&B style track, which is fine. It's fine because he wants to be that type of artist that wants to not stick to one genre, so to speak. His vocal style is a little bit to be likened, but I completely understand. So with that, 
how did you like Wards? Because I wasn't initially on these episodes that you guys covered my artists. I never got to hear what you liked or disliked about them. Yeah. Uh, so for me, I, I think, man, I really wish I could remember what I said about Wurtz, but uh, I will say I really did like his Boy Meets Girl single, and I really liked his Radio Sausage single a bit. Mm. I, di- I do remember, I think I also listened to his uh, Office Chair of cap- of the Capitalism, uh, which I, I think I liked a lot of that too. I did. I, I liked him a lot. He's unique. He's, he's definitely got his own style about him and stuff. I, I can see where he's an, an artist of modern day, if that makes any sense. Like, I, I see where he, he calls himself that. And he's definitely got an interesting approach to it. And I did. I wound up liking him. Like I said, I don't remember what I said last time. I think I was a little bit more negative on him. But he's had a... like. Uh, like I said, he's had a new release that just dropped that really, I and usually sometimes a lot of artists, like I'll struggle to really get into them and then I'll have like that one thing that they drop that I really like. And that, and then when I go back and listen to their old stuff, even though I didn't like it before, something about my perception of them has changed and I like more of it. So it just, I, it just is, I'm, my brain's weird. I try my best and I tried to not be as finicky, but you know it's it's a work in progress but yeah i did wound up like i said i really wound up enjoying his boy meets girl release and that was the one that really i think maybe probably helped me click the most about him so i did i wound up liking works a lot and uh i think he's a pretty cool and interesting one it'll be interesting to see if he's able to rise to the top like and kind of getting that contention with like Fujikaze and Kenshi Yonezu and really like, cause like, I think he has the potential to do it. I don't think he's there yet, but I think, I think like he could be a breakout artist and get a really huge following. He just, I think he needs a little bit more time and a word of mouth to spread. But I think as he goes on, he's going to get bigger and bigger. I like the fact that you said that. I would say he's 40% of the way there. Yeah. <laughs> With only like a handful of releases behind him. Yes. He, he, you can akin to them, but I think he's only like 40% of the way there. Yeah. Uh, but what did you think about him, Luna? So funny thing is, is I don't really remember my initial thoughts. I really don't. I think I remember, uh, the. I, I take that back. I remember the one thing I really liked, especially about it, uh, a office chair of the capitalism was all his s- songs are short and to the point. And that's the one thing I absolutely loved because he gets you there get and like showcases what he has on the table and pulls you into it in a short amount of time, leaving you wanting more before each track. And going back and listening to it, I was like, why didn't I add more of his songs on there? And I think it was because I was kind of iffy on him at the time. But going back, I was like, I I really enjoy his music. I thought Mighty Minority was a great way to start off the album. And then once you start going down, it just goes by so fast. You're like, that's it. I want more because this was really good. And I actually, so he released a new song called Boy Meets Girl, and I ended up really loving it because it just sounded so, I guess you could say, 
different. Um, I love the trumpet playing in the background of it. The com- the combination of his vocals and with the rap, I thought was really good. And I I actually had fun with it because Boy Meets Girl sounded a lot a little bit different. You know, he changes it up, and that's what I liked because. An office chair of the capitalism actually felt like a little bit different sound than Boy Meets Girl. And I also enjoyed the radio uh, radio sausage single. I thought that was super interesting. And I actually really liked the way he took that. So I've been, I'm actually looking forward to a lot of hearing what he's going to keep doing in the future. And he's been releasing a good amount lately. And I'm excited about that. So I'm glad I went back and listening to Wurtz because I feel like even though I listened to them and I, 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 I had aspects I liked, I feel like this brought me back to being like, oh my God, this, this is a guy to really look out for because his songs do make an impact. And it kind of reminded me of a little bit of Narcry Talkie, how their songs were to the point and just pulled you in in that way. Wurtz is kind of the same way. And I feel like he's actually going to, He's getting there popularity wise and I'm I'm looking forward to seeing what he'll be doing next. Yeah, no, like I believe the initial time that I actually really fell in love with his work was kind of going in my Japan MTV plugs and they said that he's an artist to watch out for and I'm like, yeah, no, I completely agree when I listen to his work. He is an artist to watch out for and you know the Reiwa era has already kind of gave us these wonderful artists, and I really, really can't wait to hit our stride with this era. I really can't wait. I agree. There's so many great artists that are upcoming, and I think you're going to make a huge impact. Yeah, it's hard to believe, but this era is just getting started, and we are, I think we're on the cusp of some really good music, and so the future is bright, and I am looking forward to see what comes down the pipe. But moving on to our next artist, who also just debuted and is at the early, at the top of their career, is Yayu Yo. Uh, is a four-member girl rock band from Osaka formed in January of 2019. Uh, the group originally consisted of three members. Uh, Rico, who does vocals, uh, guitar is uh, done by Pepe, and uh, the backup singer is Hana. Uh, Hana is also the bassist. And then th- at first they didn't have a drummer, but uh, Suchan joined the group. She's been with them from the beginning. She just wasn't in, in a quote unquote official member, but uh, she officially joined the band. So she's, she's all four, but I mean, they all four girls attended the same high school. They've known each other for years. So, you know, you get that tight knit sort of friendliness from them. And yeah, they have some really good music. Uh, the one of the, uh, the mottos of the group is uh, they want to make everyday sounds. Music is fun for is forever fun, and I really wish they. I was really hoping at the time that I covered them that they would drop something because they don't really have a whole lot of music, and it, it's a shame because I, they have like two EPs and one single, and I really really like them. I think they're fantastic, but at the same time they don't have a ton to really judge them on. And I, at the time I had covered them, I was like, 
I was like, we still, it'll be a while before we do the roundup. So I'm really hoping they'll drop something between now and then. And they haven't. And it, that to me is the biggest disappointment because I really would like to hear more from these girls because I think they're really talented. They definitely capture that fun energy side of, of girls rock. And I was really disappointed when they didn't have anything released. So, but I really, really like them. I, I think Yellow Wave is still my favorite track by them on their Ordinary Life EP. That, that to me, is a lot of fun. Uh, but I'm very curious. Uh, what did you guys think of Ya Yu Yo? Let's start with you, Luna. And because I know Ken wasn't here the first time, and I'm certain he has a lot to say. So let's start with you, Luna. What did you think of Ya Yu Yo? So I was already familiar with them. Uh, uh, when you chose them and they were actually a group I also was going to do if you didn't but I absolutely love them they remind me of Scandal especially just because of their style not just because they're a a girl band but you can tell that they had a lot of influence of Scandal Zone you know other girl groups such as that And you hear that in their songs. However, they still have a uniqueness to them. Their sound is more garage rock. It's a little heavier, like kind of what Scandal was when I first started out. And I really like that about them. Uh, I love their Ordinary Life EP. I think it's absolutely phenomenal. And Hoshini Negayo is probably one of my favorite songs by them. I also love Harunomachi De and Kimino Tanari. But, I mean, this whole EP is great, and I know they haven't released too much. However, they've already got a place in my heart, and I am definitely going to be keeping a lookout for them in the future. I was also hoping they release something new in the meantime, because I really love them, and I love the lead's vocals, as they're very strong and also have a unique sound to them that sticks with you, so... But my opinion hasn't changed. They're still one I've been constantly listening to. <laughs> Ironically, you say unique sound like <laughs> for for me. I I really like Ya Yo, and I enjoyed spending my time with them very much. So, and they don't really break the norm per se. In what I like, if you were to ask me, you know what what genre is can really harsh on? It is a female led rock group. <laughs> And I, honestly, I was really harsh on them. I was completely harsh on them. And they, they really didn't break the norm per se, but they are—they have a very solid sound for what ends up being a very good time. And I, I really can't deny that. You know, the, the Ordinary Life EP is very, very solid. And I really liked going to that. And Yellow Wave is a fantastic, fantastic song, but... Yeah, you know, for for me, if I had to judge them, they're right in the middle of the pack of like female-led rock groups, and we've done like four or five of these style of groups who were inspired or like Scandal Light, and it's really difficult to tell them apart at certain parts with that but that's just how this particular genre is as a whole so i do understand your point on that and by unique sound i meant more her vocals sound a little more unique than some others not sound wise though 
I know what you mean by like the rock. Oh yeah, yeah. Rico's vocals is is fairly unique overall. That's what I meant because sound wise, like you know, instrument wise, yes, they are very similar to other girl rock groups. So I completely understand that. But I think it's her vocals that stood out to me, which is one of the reasons I I actually enjoyed them a lot more. And I'm like, okay, this is how they stood out to me. If if it weren't for her vocals, being honest, it probably would have fell in with the rest. If that makes sense. But I like your take on it because, you know, I I, I like that you take that harsher on girl rock because I'm way too lenient on female artists. And I I think I think all of us are guilty in some manner of we're more critical in certain areas than we are others. So uh, and and I love I I love that Ken's a lot more critical on girl rock bands because uh, usually when he comes with a, a recommendation, it's really solid because of that critical ear. But, uh, and so I, I always appreciate his opinion on, on, on these things, but, uh, I, and I understand like where they're coming, like they're, they're like musically wise, I, they are playing it by the books. I do like the, the vocals a lot in it, but I do think Yayu Yo is really good. And like I said, they're just getting started. And I think in a lot of ways they're still finding their legs and it'll be yeah, really yeah. interesting to see what they look like after they found their legs and they're really running. Yeah, like I'm the reason why I'm not going to street out bash this particular group is because they are only getting started. This is what their their second or third year in the industry and I'm not going to 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 wait or I'm not going to bash a a group unconditionally this young. By then, it took Odyssey what three albums to really find them find themselves. So I'm not going to straight out disregard them yeah. specifically. Oh uh, yeah, a hundred percent. Yeah, you you wouldn't. That's per genre. <laughs> yeah, and and usually when we're critiquing groups, I think I think we do a good job of taking how long they've been in the industry into account. So all right. So with that. I had chosen Brideer, who is an all-female five-member metal band from Fukuoka that formed between 2011 and 2012. The main lead on vocals is Kimi, and they got Misaki. Misaki is the guitarist. So is Ayumi. Haru is the bassist. Natsumi is the drummer. And they are a... So their band style is very interesting because I just say metal, but they're really a combination of like metal, progressive rock, and power metal. Which makes them very hard to just pinpoint an exact genre because they pretty much dabble in those types and it really depends on the song you're listening to. So I think they bring a great sound to the industry between the dueling guitars and riffs to Kimi smooth vocals and I love Haru on bass. I mean, I think they all have an impact on this group. And one of the other things I find super cool is that they have been doing a lot of tours uh, worldwide. So they actually just did some tours in Europe. They were in the Netherlands and the UK, and I'm super jealous. And they just released an international album that is available in the UK EU called Bloody Bride. And I think it's phenomenal seeing a metal band break out into the worldwide industry and they have done very well and it makes me happy to see that so really i've actually still been listening to them i never stopped so for me i personally love bright ear and 
I go into that metal mood occasionally, and Bradier is one of those types of groups that this is how I like my metal. I I just kind of like the power they bring to it. I think Kimmy's vocals really make this because she has an extremely powerful vocal that fits with the style of their music. She is an amazing range. And she can not only sing, but she can do screamo. And to two both of those ain't easy. And I respect her for that. And even though screamo isn't most people's thing, I'm super iffy on it. But I think she does a very good job when she mixes that in. And just her singing flows so well with the compositions. And you got all the members work together so well making this band. And I just absolutely love it so i am curious to hear if your opinions change because i know we don't usually cover metal bands very often it's like once in a blue moon so gray what uh has your opinion changed on bright ear not really because i'm just i'm not the biggest metal fan i i liked bright ear a lot more than I thought I would. I, I will be upfront with that. I really like the vocals by the group. The, the the she's a very talented vocalist, but this metal is just not my thing. And I, I'm not like I tried for years to get into metal because all of my friends that I had in Charlotte were metalheads, and I have tried and tried and tried to get into metal, and it has never clicked for me. I just I just don't think it's for me. Uh, I still find like the, I just, to me, the guitar is so overly oppressive. It just really bogs down the composition. And I just, I just don't like that heavy guitar work. And that's just metal in general. So I I think Bright Ear is really good. I, I will say, even though I was like, I, I like, they have some tracks I kind of like, and then they have some tracks that I don't. I will say I would definitely recommend if someone was interested in going, getting into metal, I I would recommend Bright Ear. I think, you know, they're a easy, easy listening for metal because of the way the vocals are done. They're not super harsh. And I think if you have a solid vocalist, like they can, they can really carry a song sometimes. But uh, for me, like this is not my thing and that's okay. I, I, I do wish we covered more metal stuff, even though it's not my thing. Because I know, especially the metal scene is international. If you want to talk about a group of listeners that are very accepting of international markets, it's the metal scene. So, oh yeah, yeah, <laughs> like 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 that, that like th- there's. Everybody, like everybody that I know that's into metal listens to not just like J metal, but like metal from all over the world. And it is one of the most globalist genres out there is metal. So it is definitely a popular genre. Just at the end of the day, it's just not for me. But I'm glad yeah, you. It's just not for you. Yeah, I'm, I am glad you picked them, Luna. And I'm glad we got to sit here and talk about Bright Ear. What did you think about them, Ken? You know, you say that this particular genre transcends most other genres. That That is a, a, a complete understatement. There are specific YouTube channels of metalheads that do react to to other 
specific types of metal from other languages. It's like like going down that lovely little little rabbit hole is a sight to behold. And I have Brideer to thank for that. Now, they were a very interesting addition to this lovely list of roundups here. And personally, I don't listen to metal all that much. I mean, we have that... We have Passcode. That's probably as metal as I get. And I know that's a little bit of a different type. But, you know, as I don't really lean too hard on that specific genre, I absolutely love them. <laughs> From Thread of Light, Marginal Eye to Ghoul, I had a very unique experience with them. And I enjoyed, I enjoyed every minute of it. And while it is a genre that we don't really do cover on... I absolutely fell in love with a, a majority of their songs. There are a bit, like one or two or three songs that I I could do without, but, you know, I would say about 80 to 90% of their, their discography I absolutely really, really loved. I'm, I'm glad to hear that because you weren't initially on the episode and I was yeah. curious in hearing on your thoughts, because this isn't a genre we cover often, and I was very excited to hear your opinion on them. Yeah, so with that, let's continue on to my lovely artist here, and it is Yu Hyung. Now, this is an artist that I was on the episode, it was me and, and Luna here, so she is a singer and songwriter that got her start back in 2005. You know, she is a very unique flair because she is of Korean descent as well in Japan and she has that taste of soul so to speak <laughs> and she always continues to evolve into a specific style that incorporates various genres such as jazz, hip-hop, soul, folk and you know kind of realistic and kind of you know get to know kind of lyric styles that everyone can kind of relate to just by one lesson, you can kind of really fall in love with her. And I really do believe that to a point. You know, she is in a strong vocal and probably one of the strongest vocals, in my opinion, in our roundup for female side. And she never really did leave my rotation, so to speak, since we covered her initially back in June. And you, she has that trance-like style with her vocals that really kind of just takes you on a trip and it can't be forgotten her latest trick uh latest track uh 0815 really puts a main focus on that style of just being lost in her music now you weren't originally on this episode gray so what did you think of you young uh yeah now how do you say her name again ryu hung yeah so the g is silent yeah, on the first on the first name. Silent. Okay, yeah, because uh, I've been saying wrong hang. So <laughs> yeah, I want to make certain I get this right. Korean, not my, I know nothing of it. So it, but yeah, Korean, Korean, and my strong point. Let yeah. me call up kill real fast and ask him <laughs> <up>. <laughs> But yeah, no, Ryu Hung is a really good. So I I was really upset. I missed her and it was funny when i went, was going back and, and covering it I, I was listening to her and i was like what did i say about her last time because i couldn't remember and then i was like oh yeah i was at the beach this week so i i missed it altogether. so this is my first take of it and i listened to her 0815 single in 
loved it. Like that track is phenomenal. I love just the ambience about it. I love her vocal work in it. The piano work done in it is to perfection. I absolutely loved everything about 815. It is a lovely track. And then I went and listened to her Park EP, which is a collaboration with Claypot. And now Claypot, and I've talked to Ken about this on several occasions, I've, I've circled on doing them as Music Corner. I have never quite pulled the trigger on them, but now, now that, but I just, they, like, that was like a year or two ago now, but I've thought about doing Claypot before, so I was kind of familiar with them, and then, but their collaboration, EP, Park EP with her is every track on that EP slaps. Uh, that is a phenomenal EP. I love it to absolute death. It is really good. And I just. So I got to ask, what did you feel about the track so good? I loved it. It should because it has another of another music corner alum in that track as well. <laughs> Yeah, I don't recognize the kanji, and I feel bad. It's Mukai Taichi, my friend. Yes! So, actually, So Good is the, I think, my favorite track on this EP as a whole. Like, I really like Park, and <laughs> then I heard So Good, and I was like, this whole thing, I'm just downloading this whole thing, it's so good. So, yeah, yeah, no, I didn't, see, I didn't, I didn't know that was Mukai. I was, I was like, like I said, I'm not, I'm not the best kanji man, it's like, I, I see symbols. But yeah, no. You just see Moon speak at that point. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I have a friend. I had a friend refer to it as Moon Runes before, and I lost my. I lost my mind. I thought that was hilarious. So it's like I don't speak Moon Runes. So yeah, no. I loved. I loved so good. Uh, like I said, the whole EP yeah, slaps. He's, the, he's specifically the rapper in that one track. <laughs> yeah, and that makes sense. That makes a lot of sense. So yeah, it's it's really. This is a really good. Go check out the Park EP. It slaps. It slaps so good. And I'm, but I'm so glad you picked her. It's really, really good. And now I'm really excited to see what she does next. So now I'll, I'll, I'll pin this question for the next time. But, you know, there is another female, female solo artist here that we have left on here and I'll, I'll pin that when we get to her specifically but and this question will also be for you luna when we get to her so just kind of keep this in mind that i am going to ask this question about overall who do you think was the strongest vocalist out of the four female vocalists that we've covered solo female vocalists that we cover you don't need to answer that now but that's, it is going to be a question I will ask. That's hard. That's a hard, hard thing to to answer. I'll, 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 I've got the show to mull, so I will be mulling. Yeah. But what about you, Luna? I remember that you really liked Young Hyung as well. Yes, I loved Young Hyung, and I I think her Parky P is phenomenal. I mean, every track was perfect. And her vocals were amazing, but not just that, going back and just listening to all her songs and she's park, her park EP has been in my rotation since I heard it. So that has been an obvious listen. I thought her newest track was beautiful. Oh, eight, 15, August, I guess August 15th. I don't know how you're supposed to say it, but I loved it. 
Which is which is ironic because it wasn't released on August 15th. No, it wasn't, which is really funny. But I like absolutely loved that track because it it was just very peaceful with its piano and her vocals match perfect to it. And, you know, listening to her other, like, her Miss DP was amazing. Like, low-key featuring Syrup is just great. But, I mean, I think she is an amazing vocalist. And her compositions are also very good. And that's the other thing, like, I love about her. I think she is an artist to watch out for. However, I wish if she did more. I know it seems like she does kind of stuff on and off looking at her discography. And I hope she starts to consistently do more works because she's amazing. I mean, I, I've had ever since you introduced her, Ken, I pretty much added her to my rotation and she is You know, it's 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 interesting that you say that she hasn't released anything, but y- you you are right. I really wish that she has released more stuff. She's like, um, She's involved with, she's like syrup to a point where she's involved with another group that she mostly kind of goes with. And that is Tokyo Critters. And that group is also phenomenal because they, they kind of do the mixture as well. And she, she also does a monthly podcast where she does interview other artists. And if you guys have the chance, it's, it's fully in Japanese and I completely understand that it might be very difficult, but if you are of Japanese language and inept to listen to an entire podcast please do because it is fantastic to listen to her interview other artists and just kind of give breakdowns throughout genres because you really get to listen and kind of understand other artists that she's she's she interviewed like she interviewed she interviewed and Nakamura Emmy, which I absolutely love. She interviewed Ely as well, who's a fantastic artist that we've also loved. She's interviewed so many guest artists, like like Miss Uja. She interviewed Miss Uja like a week ago. So if you guys have a chance and if you are able to listen to Japanese fully, go and listen to it. It's a, it's a fantastic listen to kind of just hear on a personal level, how artists are. I'm glad you brought that up about her. Cause that explains like, she's been around for such a long time yet. Her discography isn't huge. So it makes her easy to get into and listen to everything, but it also leaves you wanting more. And it's nice that she also has Tokyo critters, but I'm very interested in this podcast now because hearing, you know, the artists that she's been interviewing, I would actually like to check that out because I think that would be very, I'd love to hear that, especially her being from a musical background. She has a lot of experience and knows like what to ask and how to relate to these artists. So I think that would be great. Yeah, because I did notice that, but I also know she's in, she's in Apple Music twice. So not all of her discography is together, but uh, yeah, but yeah, I did notice that her, discography was a little bit on the small side especially like her main her her main page it goes from 2009 to 2019 but yeah yeah it's still really good and i I like her yeah and you know one of the like you know you can learn a lot just from talking to other artists and stuff so i think you know she does you know, it's really good. I hate that Apple Music did that, where it's like her, yeah, her 2018 stuff and 2017 stuff is a different, is a different 
thing, and that's so stupid. Mostly because she probably self-produced one time, and the other one, she went through a, the, her label. Yeah, okay. That makes sense. That makes sense. And, and they usually do that. And, like, certain artists, they, they have two names. Or, like, yeah. they, they did it initially in Japanese, and now it's in English or whatever. And, or how they had it is one word. or It's just the minute details of that. And, and I've looked at Tokyo Critters. I've listened to some of their music and liked it. And I've thought about doing them. I have their... I have, like, one or two of their songs downloaded but i'm waiting for them to drop something this year before i before i pulled the trigger on like because i thought about emceeing tokyo critters mm. and uh but every but like i discovered them last year and the, the, their play ep was their most recent release which is 2019 and i i do have the rules like i want them to have dropped something within the past year or so before i cover them and they haven't mm. dropped anything, so I've been I've been kind of just waiting on Tokyo Critters to drop something <laughs> before yeah. I cover them, and they haven't dropped anything. So I'm like, well, I, I, so but I, I'm that makes me excited to when when Tokyo Critters does drop something to cover them because she's attached to that group, and that group is really good. That group is really really good. Yeah. What what I've heard, yeah. I'm not. Yeah. I haven't heard yeah. their whole discography or anything like that. Just like a couple of but songs. The majority but. of their work is is really solid. Yeah. But uh, I'm going to go on to my pick for or, or my next pick, which is a group is a guy that I I really thought was interesting. I think that. I've never seen somebody a setup like this, and I thought it would be cool to talk about because he has a very interesting setup. Uh, his music may not be for everybody. I I knew that going into it, and when I picked him, I didn't I didn't think either one of my co-hosts would like him, but it's okay because I still think he's a like this is a cool idea and it's really interesting. So Huya Extended is a creative uh, unit group is that is built around the lead singer who goes by the interesting name Huya. And so Huya is the vocalist and the entire group is literally built around him and it changes depending on the song that the group is performing. Uh, Huya Extended debuted in 2019 with their single Cubism. Uh, which is used as the opening theme for Psychopaths 3. And you will notice that trend because almost all of his were actually, I think everything, he's basically any song. And uh, like his latest single is for the anime uh, Nighthead, uh, Icy Ivy. Uh, Nighthead 2041, which I've never heard of. Well, I heard it, obviously I had heard of it when I was writing him up but i haven't checked into it to see if i like it but i i got to know him through vivid vice which is the second opening for the mega popular anime jujutsu kaisen which i loved i i loved vivid vice it was one of those tracks that grew on me over the course of watching the show like i i kind of liked it in the beginning and the more i heard it the more i liked it and I do, I really think it's really good. Um, he has, so if you go and listen to his first takes of Vivid Vice, I think is really, really good. Like, Huya is an amazing vocalist. And I like the idea that there's this band unit thing that kind of forms around him. And it really lets him change up the composition with each track 
depending on like who he needs and like what he wants to do. It's a very interesting and very unique idea. Now, I will be the first person to tell you, I don't think they fully explored like the full extent of what this could do. And I think they no, play they it. Have not. They, they have played <laughs> it very. They, they have played no, they it very <laughs> safe. They have played it very, very safe with their tracks. But I still like his vocals. I think Huya's vocals are very, very well done. And I, I think he is a very, very interesting person to talk about. Now, this is one of the few times where you guys talked about him on the episode, but I was super duper duper sick, so I did not get the opportunity to hear Yaz's thoughts on him. So I'm very interested to hear what you guys have to say. I, I, I think I know, but it, it's okay. So, I thought he was okay. I mean, he, I have to be, like like with Spears Becca, I have to be in the mood for this type of style of music. Because he does very similar to what I say is like the anime genre. And despite, you know, he does change up his compositions depending on what he's working on. To me, it's still, he still just has that, that sound that I really have to want to listen to. I mean, I think he has pretty decent vocals. I know it, depending on the track, sometimes they sound a little muddled, but I know that's the type of style that he does. Um, I do easily see the appeal in his music, and I can see how it fits with the works he's he's working on music for easily. I, I would say he, he's really not for me at the moment. I'm thinking, like, if I watch the show or, you know, or the work that he he put music into i might actually feel a little bit more of a connection to his music but i had a little bit of trouble just getting into him i felt like after a while a lot of his songs just ran together and sounded really similar so sometimes i didn't know what i was on um but i remember i initially didn't care for icy ivy going back to it i do like it a little bit more than i did before but i will say i don't think he's just for me um, however, I could see maybe in the future, if I watch a show with him in it, I might change my opinion. <laughs> there is one specific thing that you said when you were talking about them. And that is the word of Annie song. <laughs> and, you know, he this particular project was one of those that I was really scared of going into because of what his work was and because of the fact that he really leads on to the Annie style any song style of music it really was a little bit of a miss for me and that you know that's fine that genre is fine you can have an artist that specifically does that the thing is y'all need to break out from that because the, there has to be an evol so-called evolution to your sound. Because if you don't change, you're just stagnant. And if you're stagnant, you're gonna get lost. You're gonna that that's just the end of it. And that's my only gripe with who you extended. It's fine for some people, and I completely understand that. But I need something with a little bit more of a bite, per se, than a forty-five second worth of explosions of sights and sounds and that's not to to disregard Huya as a vocalist because he is a fantastic vocalist 
I really just think that the composition is really miffing me on what he can truly do. Yeah, and I can I can definitely see that criticism because like I said, like I I really like the concept of this idea of it, of it being like a unit over like a a set number of musicians in a band like this mobile unit that's able to just morph and shift as need be like they could really take it some very interesting and cool places and you know i i think i think they might do that one day but you know mites and and I mean, executions it's, it's, are always it's kind of like it's it's kind of like ghost like girlfriend for that particular manner or uh she is summer because they technically are projects that did change with what they need to be and i and i really do like that idea you, you kind of have to have that granted she is summer is done and she's now just m m mocha again but the, it is what it is but the idea of a project that you can kind of swap and kind of change if you need be really does that but the fruits of that labor hasn't really shown itself to me yet and i th really think they can do that but it needs to be shown and 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 i understand i can definitely see that criticism like i said i think it's a fair criticism and and stuff so we'll, we'll have to wait and see what huya extended does but uh i like i said i'm very eager to see it because i think they can do some wild stuff and they just you know just need the the right spark of inspiration and stuff and i think they'll get there all right so with that i had the next one and it was idoha Idoha is a six-member female vocal and dance unit that formed in January 2020. And so they got their start really with the Kobe Girls Collection, Tokyo Girls Collection, Kansai Collection, where they do a lot of stuff with modeling and publications and magazines, do a lot of hosting stage, pretty much to prep them for their release. They released their debut album in March of 2020. And they've released a lot of a good chunk of digital singles and other releases since then. So they pretty much do a lot of variety of music genres from pop to R&B to hip hop. And you can tell because they're a new unit, they're still finding themselves musically. And despite that, each member does know how to use their skills to the best of their ability. And you can hear that in a lot of their releases as they're going with their first album, you can tell that they really don't know who they are yet. And then with their next EP, Supergirl, you can tell they're starting to find they're playing around with their style, seeing what works and what doesn't. And then they have several digital singles that followed. I, I still believe Kata uh, Omoi is their best single vocal-wise. It is just phenomenal. And I think Wonderland was also nice. And they just released their newest one, Hibiscus, which I thought was pretty good. And you can still tell as they're releasing things, they're just playing with the styles, their vocals, seeing what works, seeing what doesn't. I think it's very interesting how they do utilize their vocals with compositions. And I will say some things work, some things don't. They're still relatively new. So this is a group I'm very curious in what direction they'll go. And with each release, I like to hear what they're going to do. Because being honest, I'm not sure like which way they're going to go. So I, I think they're a very interesting group. And I am looking forward to just watching them grow especially with a podcast. So 
Uh, uh, but I'm curious to hear what you guys think. And I know Ken, I don't remember if you were on here for this one. I was, I, I was, I, I'm going to spoiler to here. I was only on for another artist here. Everyone else I was okay. not on. <laughs> so. So I'll, I'll start. Yes. <laughs> so guess what was the first thing that you think that you I did? You laughed. When I, I know to... <laughs> you did. And I knew you would. Yeah, I knew I... you would. <laughs> <laughs> I I very much laughed at the beginning of Supergirl because <laughs> I never expected it. I never expected it just by listening to them and just by l- looking at what, like, just the first couple of sentences that is written about them. I was like, oh, okay, this is the Tokyo Girls Collection. Okay, I think I have an idea about what this group is. But then I mistake the, the Tokyo Girls Collection to the Tokyo Idol Girls Collection <laughs> that also has happens around this year around this time that that modeling happens and that was a very misjudged pick on my part <laughs> and, and and just by listening to them i can really tell this was a very much a luna pick i didn't know what to expect and i had if if i didn't know anything about them I honestly would have just thought it, they were an e-girls subgroup due to the style and presence that they really give up for a handful of their songs that they had. They do slow it down, so to speak, like let songs like Kata on Boy and tell, and tell me where, you know, I really found their appeal to my speed. And I think that's where it is for, for, for me. <laughs> is they just got to slow it down. <laughs> yeah, no, I, for me, Iroha, I remember being hit and miss on. I, like, they have some tracks I really, really like, and then they have some tracks that, eh, I, I'm not really feeling they're okay. They're, like, their latest single, Hibiscus, I, I wasn't loving it, but I can see the appeal there. Uh, it is interesting, and I think, like, they have... I really like their vocals. I think they have the the potential to be a really good vocal group. And I really wish they would focus a lot more on their vocals than what they do because they, they have really, like I, like I said, they have really, really good vocals and it's just a shame that they're to me, they feel like they're underutilized a bit. Uh, but you know, songs like Kata, Kata Moi is a wonderful track with really excellent vocals. And I think if they had, I would love to hear more tracks like this, but you know, it, it is what it is. I think they're really good and we'll just have to wait and see what they do next. Uh, Cause I, I think they really could move into that little glee monster space and give them a run for their money. I think they really have it in them and uh, they just, they just don't lean on their vocals enough and that's okay. We'll just have to see what they do. I I agree. I I do wish if they'd lean more in their vocals because I think they they have great vocal talent. So I'm hoping as they start releasing things, they lean more toward that way when they start to fully find themselves because I still feel like they're in the early stages of their career and they don't quite know where they're at or where they want to be. However, I feel like they're a group to look for and see what they become. Yeah, with that, let's continue on to Minus Artist here, and that is Sukisha. Now, he is a solo... This is a solo artist pro- project from the track maker of Hiroyuki 
Ikezawa, and he really started with this project back in 2017, and he had that really interesting concept of pursuing a unique and universal sound that's enjoyed by all audiences. And I really do think he does that because he does cast a wide net of compositions and I knew that he would be a very me pick and one of the other artists that I thought that would be pretty divisive between the two of you which in which one would really like it and one will feel kind of mm, I don't know kind of pick and I absolutely love his work not as only as an artist but as a composer as well his composition work is probably one of the finest I've heard in this particular group of rounds ups here and and I know that he is my style of artist and it's really difficult particularly for you Gray, to get behind that and I've know we've butted heads because of that but with that what did you think of Sukisha? Yeah, so Sukisha was, I will be honest, of all the groups that we're going to talk about today, he was easily the hardest, I, I, the one I struggled with the most. And if you just look at my notes, I wrote, I wrote a bibliography on, on Sukisha because I really needed that space to really get down in my head what I was feeling in my heart. And I even remember seeing when we covered him, like I didn't like him, and I, I was like, I was looking at when we were planning on doing it. I was like, man, I don't see me really changing an opinion in two months. And I, I, I sometimes I like saying that stuff because I like to eat my words on, on that. And that is definitely what, what will happen here. Because uh, I did. I did change my opinion on him drastically. Now, he, he won't be my favorite artist that we talk about for the day or anything like that. And I still have some work I need to do with Sukisha. I... I I'm really starting to see where Ken's coming from with him, but in the beginning, it, it was it was I it didn't it did not click. I, I don't know why. I don't know what was going on in that week. I don't know if it was just my attitude. I don't know if it was just something going on in my personal life. But whatever week we we covered Sukisha, I was not feeling it. And Sukisha was an artist who, you know, I would. I'm always trying to find new artists and he's always at, like, I listen to a lot of artists that are similar to him and he's always been one of my recommendations. And I've, and I was very interested in to listening to Sukisha. And I think maybe that might have something to do with it. Although that's never happened before. Also, I, I really don't like what he's categorized in Apple Music, and that that that's a whole nother conversation for another time. I really don't want to get into it, but I think he's very miscategorized because, I, and I think that code that really coded the way I viewed him. So let let's start with some of his track Fireworks, which is his latest track. I I listened to it, and at, in the beginning, I was I thought felt it was a little shaky, but as the track progresses. I really started digging it. I really liked the composition work in it. I even liked his vocal work in it. And I think the song comes together really, really well. And then I went back and listened to Sparkling. And that was a song I was kind of lukewarm on. But I went back and I listened to it. And I really, really liked it. I really liked the piano work in it. 
and it was really good. And I really started re- recontextualizing Sukisha because uh, to me, he's a neo jazz artist. He he's got a lot of jazz elements in his music, but he's not a traditional jazz artist. He's definitely what I would refer to as neo jazz. And once once I see him in that spotlight, like I really start to warm up to him a lot more because I'm starting to see him for what he really is. And I did. I wound up really contextual, like really changing my opinion of what I felt of Sukisha. And uh, I, I, did, I did him a disservice, and I don't think I gave him a fair shake. And I, and I can only apologize to Ken. I don't think it was, it's fair to him sometimes when I do that. Uh, and, and so, but yeah, uh, like Auspacious Intoxication, which was a song I did not like the first time we covered him. I'm starting to like. I'm starting to feel it. So it's just one of those things. Like I, I don't, I, I can't really pinpoint the thing that caused me to change. Some of the things I've talked about are possible suggestions, but I don't know specifically how, like, like what that that ignition point was. Maybe it was firework, just going into firework with no expectations and just letting that song work its magic on me. Really started to just win me over. So, like I said, I've got I got a ways to go. I'm not. I'm not a huge fan of his work yet, uh, but I could get there. I could totally get there. I can see myself really liking him and really, because I'm, I'm really starting to understand his music and what he's going for and what he's really trying to do with it. And when, once you get that understanding, it opens a floodgate for me. So I, I really wound up turning around a lot on him. And so uh, I, I want to thank you, Ken, and thank you for putting up with my indecisiveness sometimes and stuff. And I'm sorry that was a long spiel, but it, it I really needed the space to really just get my feelings out there and really just pin them down. Oh, no, no, no. I, I completely understand because, you know, that choice of being in the middle of that was what it it's like if I were to ask you about this artist when we first started the show, you probably would have turned them down straight up, <laughs> straight up. A hundred percent. Yeah. Uh, uh. And you know, for, for me, he's more of a, he's in that tendre spot for you where once you kind of understand where he's going for, you really kind of appreciate it just a little bit more. Yep. Yeah, and, and and sometimes I need that. Like sometimes, like like I need to understand what the artist is going for in order to 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 like it. I know it's weird and stupid, but my brain's weird. So yeah, and and that's the thing is uh, with, Su- with Sukisha is like I finally figured it out. And one thing that I've I've, I've really harped on, I me mostly is like my my tastes in music are not set in stone. They're they're ever changing. They're always evolving, and they're always like like they're they're ever shifting. And so it, sometimes like we'll cover an artist, and I I know I'm the sticky one because I may or may not like it. And even if I may or may not like it now, doesn't mean I won't never like them. It, I might like them one day in the future. You just never know. And uh, you, you know, I I I'm always tried to be that person that's ever learning, that's ever trying to grow, that's always trying to push themselves and push their boundaries. I don't want to just sit around and be like, this is what I like. I'm never going to like anything else. This is it. And that's low key why we did the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> it, 
It is. It is. And, and, and that's why I wanted to do the podcast is because, uh, because I, you know, I, I like the, I like the challenge and stuff. And Sukisha was the, like, Sukisha was a good challenge to go through. And like I said, um, like, like, he, like, uh, so, but I, I felt like I've done enough talking and, uh, I want to hear my, my co-host. Say, as much as I love the voice talk here, Luna, how, yeah, <laughs> how, how, how did you feel about Sukisha? I know this is, you, you kind of agree to my styles usually. So for the most part, I, I have an uh, assumption of how you felt about him initially. I actually really like Sukisha, but it's also more my style. And this is where yeah. me and you can, our music tastes are pretty well. And I like that he, I like his, I like that he's a slower, chill style. He incorporates some of that jazz, R&B mixture into it. I will say my favorite one is Magic Spell. And that's really because I love Koji Koji. Eh. Yeah. <laughs> You know, <laughs> Koji Koji is going to be an artist that eventually we're going to have to get around to. But the thing is, she hasn't released an artist. She is an album yet, so it's really difficult to get behind yes. her. <laughs> but everything she is in, whenever I see an artist collaborate with her, it makes me happy. And Sukisha did an amazing job. But, I mean, in songs he didn't collaborate with, because I preferred more of the collaboration songs he was with, like Auspice Intoxication, Easy Going. I also love Sorane. Um, Naked was really good. But, like, I really liked Fireworks. Um, I know it starts off a little slower, but once it gets to, it starts moving along the song, it fits so well with his vocals. And I feel like it's a, it, it's a befitting song for the time period it was released as well but he brings this nice soul r&b element to it and i know i was somewhat little iffy on some of his stuff just because i don't know i i really liked it i also like zedekun thanks to sketch simply was really interesting but i mean sukisha's style is something that i just i ended up really enjoying and especially when i am in that chill mood it is something you just want to sit in a hammock outside in a nice day and relax to and enjoy and take in. And that's what his music is to me. And I love that style. And I will say it is thanks to Sakisha that I got into the artist Kiki Vivi Lily because I freaking love the Over the Rainbow album. It was amazing. And he like the other reason I like him is because he does a lot of collaborations. It gets you into other artists you might not know of. And he does such a good job with his collaborations with that art, you know, with R&B style. He makes the music and his vocals flow to when he's working with another artist. And I love that aspect. All right. So with that, I guess we're going to go on to our next artist, which I had the lovely pleasure of introducing. Uh, these guys have been everyone's talked about artists that have never left their rotation. This is the first one for me. Like. I have not stopped listening to White Jam since I covered them. I I have fallen head over heels in love with White Jam. I love them to death. And I just I've been listening to their greatest hits album on repeat for two months now. And I, I don't see it slowing down anytime in the near future. So but White Jam is a three member co ed vocal group that formed in two thousand eleven. Uh the members of the group are Shirose, uh, Gashima, and Nikki. Uh, Shirose and Nikki are the two main vocalists of the group, while Gashima is the rapper. And yeah, I just, I love their their music, their their style. 
it was really just right up there to me, reminiscent of like LOL, AAA, just this with a little bit of hip hop flair thrown in there. And yeah, I just, I love their music. Uh, Shiro Say is, if, if I could pick, if I could handpick a vocalist that I sounded like when I sung, it would be Shiro Say. I just, I love that man's vocals to death. And I think he really just kills it with every one of his tracks. Uh, Nikki is amazing, amazing vocalist. She doesn't get enough love, honestly. Uh, Shiro Say does steal a lot of the spotlight, but Nikki is great. And the songs that, feature her front and center are really, really good. Gashima is a really, really good rapper and he really does have like a good cadence and rhythm. And one thing that I noticed, cause my, my favorite song by them has been their song Silent Night and Silent Night does have an English version. And I noticed with Gashima, his rap break in Japanese, it, he actually mostly sings that part in English. It's not, it's not as choppy as his Japanese rap, and, and I noticed that, which is very interesting. So, still really just, I love this group to death. I, I think they have a strong combination of vocals that I just absolutely love, and I, I do, I just, I've been listening to them on repeat. And I've talked about them every chance I can possibly get, so I don't know what more I could conceivably add to the White Jam uh, at this point, but uh, Luna, I think you were out the week that we covered White Jam, so I'm I'm very eager. What did you think of White Jam? So, I love them. Um, I actually added several songs to my rotation from White Jam, and I agree. I think Nikki's vocals are great. Shidoshi is fantastic, and Gashini's rap is really good. Like I, I was surprised how much I actually like them because. I'm very particular when I have when they're a group with like an, a co-ed type group because sometimes it works, sometimes it doesn't. And I'm I get way too picky on that. But they're they have so many good songs. I was surprised. Like I loved uh Usotsuki and Tsukisuki Obake. Uh I thought I, I agree with you. Silent Night, even though I hate holiday songs mostly i love silent night i thought that was good valentine was amazing uh this group surprised me with how much i liked them and how good i thought all their vocals were and i i was just like pleasantly surprised i i i really can't say enough about how much i actually enjoyed them um this this one was in running for one of my top ones but I, I have reasons for not picking them, but I, I absolutely love their style. Their B, they kind of remind me of Maze a little bit, except without the, the male vocals. So maybe that's why, but I had a great time listening to them. And this is one I'm glad to add to a couple of their songs to my uh, playlist. Yeah. And I'm, I had a feeling you would like them. I, I, when I picked them, I was like, man, Luna's going to love this group. And then, uh, then you were sick that week or I can't remember why you couldn't be on, but uh, it was a shame that you couldn't make it. So I'm glad you wound up really enjoying them. Ken, what did you think of white jam? And you know, <laughs> so with white jam, it's very, very difficult to connect to white jam because first of all, I kind of, as much as I love hearing you 
always talk about them, Gray. I always forgot who they technically were because I just assume I know who you are, and I always assume that White Jam is a boy group. the The name doesn't really freaking help. <laughs> that that is a boy it group really name. Doesn't. I will give you that. I will give you that a hundred percent. That is a boy group name, and then I just completely just deleted it off of the mind space that is my mind of what this group was. So I had I did them last. I literally did them last because I had a a a interesting approach of how I did the this time around. So I did them last because I'm like, ah, they're they're a boy group. I already know how to uh, appeal to that. And <laughs> I remembered why I did not like them <laughs> because of the fact that they do this with, I wouldn't say all their songs, but a majority of their songs, they do this where I think, two of the vocalists or two out of the three members are on the same groove and one of them aren't it's like they're singing a totally different song and it not so much ruins it for me but it really myths on the reason why i can connect to them because it's a damn shame because usually the other two the other two that are on the song are on point and it's not just it's it it's not just you know nikki or shirose it's it's a combination of all three of them that does this and it's it 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 feels like something is really out of place and it's a darn shame because if you just take that part out they are a fantastic artist. An absolutely fantastic artist. I would be right behind Gray with that. But that one minute part really hinders them and miffs them on my part. I, I can kind of see that, I guess. I, I don't feel that way. Uh, and, and I mean, that's I guess it's kind of the... I mean, we always we all have to. You said that to me the exact time we've done this. Yeah, and I I gave the exact same reason. Oh, I know, (laughs) I I know. Uh, I've been I just trying to, and and I read your thing, and I was like, I was like, I I do remember him saying that, uh, and and stuff. Like I've been listen, like I guess I've been listening to him on repeat. Their greatest hits album is just like one of my go tos. I love it so much. Uh, but I like there are a couple of tracks where it's like yeah okay I can kind of see where it's like Nikki's kind of doing her own thing or Gashima's doing like his own thing in this track I I can kind of see it in some of them but I, I to me I don't see it as a big problem I mean and, and I know it's, it's different people will have different mileage with that I guess but uh, and I will say again female-led artists are a little bit of a myth for me. Yes. And Nikki is technically, would be the female-led of this. Oh, 100%. Yes. Uh, but yeah. Because Nikki's probably the best vocalist, in my opinion, out of the th- out of the two. Yeah, I mean, Shirose also... Yeah, we also did this game, because yes. I forgot you never mentioned it. Shirose is an amazing composer. composer. Yeah, it, it didn't... It... it <laughs> When I was doing like the the group, like I was focusing on the group. I didn't because I know Shirose has an impressive career. 
he he composed a lot of dice songs and i found out that i liked a lot of the songs that he, he composed for dice it was really good so it really it just yeah he's an amazing composer and i think he actually is the one who writes a lot of their tracks like uh yeah, it really yeah. really does help that <laughs> yeah uh because um i know like in silent night it shows him like the music video shows him playing the piano and stuff like that and so i like, i think he's like he is really talented i also uh, another reason i i picked them luna i'm not gonna lie is there's a lot of pictures of shirose without a shirt and i figured the thirst would help with me not i didn't even lie. see that i didn't even pay attention to that part I, oh, he's ripped. Well, he is ripped. Yeah, he's a fairly attractive man. Yes. I will say that much. <laughs> to the point that if you just look up white jam in Japanese, it will just say Shirose. Yeah. Just say Shirose by itself. Yeah. It doesn't pay attention to Gashima or Nikki. It, everyone, everyone freaking thirsts for <laughs> Shirose. Yeah, Sh- Shirose <laughs> is by far like out like publicly outshines his other two which is i will say like one of if i had a criticism for white jam is the imbalance it's a vocal trio but i feel like shirose carries a lot of the work and like for better or worse you know it is what it is but uh, like i love like i said I, i i love them it's fantastic uh but yeah, no, if you want to um if you want to see a very attractive shirtless man, look up White Jam Shirose and j- just e- in a Google browser uh, and just I'm already g- looking go to the up. images. Yeah. So, here's the thing is I don't like muscles. I don't like it when people are too ripped. I'm probably one of the few and I also He's over ripped. I also prefer women to men most of the time. So uh, I'm in that Nikki's aspect. Attractive However, too. he is a very attractive guy. I just, um, I'm not a musk. I, there's something about muscles that kind of gross me out. So I'm not into overly ripped guys. However, if you are into ripped guys, yes, he does look very nice. That a shirt. And I love his tattoos. Cause I have a thing for tats. Yes. So yeah, he does. He, he does have I, some tats I, too. I, I'm just surprised that he isn't like assigned to like like gen- generations or like any yeah of no I'm actually not either because he rivers. could fit with that he like oh, he's a very nice looking guy and I love that tattoo in his neck uh, yeah uh, well aesthetically when I was because uh, when I found like I had discovered White Jam a year or two ago when me and my wife were dating and I like I had discovered one track by them that I kind of like but they hadn't dropped their greatest hits album and I I was just like, eh. I just kind of sat on them for a while. And then I was trying to find somebody to do for Music Corner. And I found Shirose because he, he's got a lot of solo work that he does too. And I was like, I was listening to his solo work. I was like, man, this guy's vocals are on point. And then I just like, oh, no, he's a he's a member of White Jam. And I was like, oh, okay. So I just decided to do White Jam instead. And... That's kind of how I discovered them, and I. But when I saw him, I like I saw the picture of him. I saw the tat on his neck, and I was like, "Man, this is going to be like some hip hop group, you know, or like some hip hop artist." <laughs> just like, just like looking at him, just like that's the vibe that he has. And then when you listen to this man sing, you're like, "My God, man, you have the voice of angels." So I, I just it was just one of those things that took me by surprise, but. Yeah, I've loved them. I've, I've just I've loved them ever since I found them. They they've been my like like I just I can't get enough of them. But 
All right. So with all that thirsty talk, we are going to move on to the next one, which I did, which was Ren. He is an alternative singer-songwriter who got into music early on. He studied in England for a while, which it which explains the heavy use of a lot of English in his songs. So he began his career in 2015 by completing what they call the Hyakusen Renma 2015, which has about 102 live concerts a year in the Kanto region. He also appeared in the Fuji Rock Festival in 2015 in the same year. So how I got into him was I watched the most recent Fuji Rock Festival, which he participates in every year. And I don't always catch all the artists, especially, you know, now with it being virtual, had been a big plus for me because I could watch it when it was a lot of them airing live. And also they they re-aired it later so you could catch what you missed. And I caught Ren and I actually didn't know who he was. I had to look at the list. I just clicked on it. I'm like, oh, who's playing right now? I started listening to him and I heard Illumination. I'm like, this is phenomenal. He is great live. And I looked him up later and started checking out his music. So to me, he was one of those artists I honestly probably wouldn't have ever gotten into if it weren't for the Fuji Rock Festival being live and me being able to watch it at home. So this was a big plus for me. And I, I, I'm i so excited that his Rembrandt album actually dropped a week after we did the episode on him and checking it out. It is great. I think I, I think it's a phenomenal album. I like it more than Lifesaver. And maybe light. I don't know. I love light. But I, I I, like that he did switch it up in in his latest album because there are some tracks that are a little bit out of out of the norm for him. They're a little more dancey than just the generic guitar because he's known for his guitar and his live audience feel, which is one of the things that gravitated me toward him because it always sounds like he is a live band in the background. But I, I mean, I thought Rembrandt had solid, solid songs on it. City Lights, Running Forward. I really liked One Last Try featuring Meezy Peters. So I, I loved it. And I'm curious to have your thoughts changed on this. And why don't we start with you, Ken? I would like to hear your thoughts on Ren. Honestly, he's a great artist. And I was quite sad that I wasn't able to initially talk about him when I was gone but I absolutely fell in love with his vocals and will absolutely be buying his physical stuff when Japan opens up in 2057 (laughs) this quite frankly starts in my opinion from Ren and I would even include White Jam if you just remove that one part that I had the problem with them quite frankly, from here on, is probably the strongest lineup for MC artists that we have ever done. I agree, because there's been so many big hitters, and it made it a very hard choice to actually choose who the top ones were. Yeah, Ren is is amazing, and I remember really kind of digging him when we first covered him. I I think he's a great vocalist, and I I really like him. There's a couple of tracks. He's a little, little, like, there's a couple of songs that I am not feeling, but that's everybody. Um, I'm, like, I'd say if if there was, like, a hit-miss ratio, it'd be, like, 25% miss with a 75% hit, so, you know, pretty solid uh, hit stats overall. 
all. And I mean, this man's vocals is just outstanding to say the least. Also, I I like his naming, like his naming conventions for his stuff. Like his latest album, Rembrandt. Really clever name. Really, really clever name. I love it to death. It is fantastic. Uh, the song that I absolutely loved, like I thought the whole album was really good, but the song that really stood out to me was Laid Back. I really loved that track. I thought it was fantastic. And yeah, he is definitely really, really good. And I, I, I really, really liked him. I think he... You, you know, you're, you're right. Like, we, we really did, like, find, like, a... Like, we really got into this whole groove with MCs. It was, like, you know, one amazing artist after another. I would say starting with... I think Sukisha probably. Even though, like, I know I was the odd man out. I think, like, you know, starting with, like, Sukisha on, I think, like, you know, we really... We had a good run going, and Ren was, you know, right in there. And... I, I, you know, I really think he's really, really good. I think he's somebody that we're going to be talking about in a long time. And uh, I think, you know, he's definitely uh, one of the standouts that we did. He, he is a close number two. Like, like I, it, it's hard. Like, there was two artists that I, I was really struggling with on who I liked the most from your picks, Luna. Him and one other person. So it, it like it, it was a it was a tight race, honestly. So no, I I, I know what you mean. It, it's been a very steady music corner, and I I have a feeling I know who your number one is, and I can totally see it. But yes, I I feel like this is probably one of the best roundups we've had because we've had such a variety of artists, and many of them have just been strong contenders. And I had so much difficulty choosing ones and I went back and forth for a while so but with that let's continue on to my next artist here and that is the lovely Akita Takano now he is the vocalist that got to start with the popular five member co-ed idol group Dream 5 back in 2009 and when the group kind of dissolved in 2016 he kind of broke off on his own and initially he didn't really go back to the music industry because he did a a bunch of stage shows throughout the years and it wasn't until 2019 when he came back and he really took that time off to really hone his craft takano is an absolutely amazing vocalist and his style is something that we haven't really heard before when he was with dream five and you know I it'll be very interesting because there's not going to be much more I can say about him from what Gray will probably say in the next three minutes <laughs> because he is absolutely fantastic and I've loved his work and when I initially picked him I didn't know what to feel because I looked into his history because I knew of Dream 5 back in the day. And I was like, the guy in that group is a solo vocalist now? I don't know about that because it's, 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 it's like apples to oranges from his stuff in Dream 5 to now, if you listen to it. But what did you think about him? And I'm pretty sure all the same thoughts that I have about him is what's going to be said right now. <laughs> 
Oh man, Akira Takano. Oh, what 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 can I not say about him? He is so good. He's a great vocalist who really just brings it. Like you can tell, like he has an idol background because of his style, and I really like that he kind of does like that boy idol style, but is the solo vocalist instead of like the boy like the group thing as a whole. Uh, he he's just really good. He's very flexible. Uh, the song that I really fell in love with is his track "Can't Keep It Cool," but I, I've been listening to Inner since you covered him, and mm. I have not stopped listening. Like I lo- I go back to listen to the, his Inner album with the same frequency I'm listening to White Jam's Best of album. Like I have absolutely fell in love with this guy. He's so good. Like every track on this thing is phenomenal. There's not a bad track on there. They're all great. And he's got a couple of tracks that he does like a little rapping in. And I'd love to see a lot more of that because he's really good at it. But, you know, he knows how to utilize it to like, you know, he, he knows how to like use a little bit to get maximum potential. And he really just brings this fun energy to his music. I I have loved this guy. So much. I I'm so glad you picked him, Ken, because he's good. Now I have not checked out his music videos, so I don't know how his dancing skills are. And eh, on him, to be honest, I think for me, I thought he had amazing vocals, but I remember thinking he just felt too generic, and I couldn't get into him. So upon re-listening to him, I've actually changed my opinion. Um. I went back and I I remember really liking a song Tiny Lady, but I didn't care off the vacancy single, but I didn't care for Summer Beats at all or Memory of Sunset. And then going back, I actually loved Summer Beats and I think the whole single is great. And then upon re-listening to Enter, which I had a lot of trouble getting into, I remember liking like one or two songs off there and going back and listening to it i actually really enjoyed it and i don't know what kind of mood i was on that day i have a feeling i was just like i just wasn't in the mood for a male singer and that probably could have been it like for a male vocalist especially pop and but i thought he's very talented he knows how to use his vocals and i think can't keep it cool is actually really good and that was a song i didn't care for originally I think I was, like, kind of okay on it. I'm, like, you know, it was just there for me. But, I I mean, I actually ended up really enjoying him. And I kind of feel bad that I wasn't, I didn't really like him as much at first. So I'm glad I got to go back and revisit him and just completely 360'd my opinion. I mean, I think Akito Takano, though, has a powerful set of vocals that could be easily used in a pop genre. Or I'd like to see him venture out and maybe he could easily dip into other genres with his talent. And I feel like him working in the stage play had a great deal of uh, influence on that because he had to build his vocals to you know to be in a state to be in stage plays and do that so um he was a great re-listen and i actually enjoyed him more than i i originally did so i'm looking forward to hearing what he'll do next and kind of following his career from here hmm yeah no I- and that's what these these re-listens do. It really changes our mind, and nothing more than the last couple artists that we initially changed a lot of our minds initially from what we 
we thought about them beforehand and i i really appreciate that so yeah and uh and that that's the thing is uh these these revisits they really give us perspective and some and you don't really think about much but you know you go you go back and you look and you know you get that perspective and so uh, it's always nice to come back to these groups. Uh, I I hate like the last couple. Like there's not a ton of time between them, uh, but you know it's the nature of the beast. So not much we can do there. Uh, but moving on to our next group is a group that I had the pleasure of introducing, and I wanted to do something different than I normally do with with this. I I really went out of my comfort zone and picked a group that really is different. I, I think they're really different. Uh, and that is three, 1989, more commonly known as three is an eighties soul pop trio band that consists of Shimo, Shohei and Datch. And so a throwback band to the eighties, which is personally my favorite decade. I love the eighties. I love eighties music. I, I love eighties movies. I, I love the eighties. I think the eighties is a wonderful time. So to like listen to that 80s throwback is just really nice. Uh, they got started in 2015 with their first single being High Times. And they're, the thing that I like about The Best in 3, 1989 is that it's, it, is, it is a greatest hits track, but it's also a re-recording of it. And, and they kind of reflavor some of the songs a bit. And that is a really good album. I, I really, really like that whole album as a whole. And I also really like their track, Ajisai. That is their, I think, their most current single. And yeah, it's really just, I really love these guys. Like I said, they have a nice, th smooth feel throwback that I really just absolutely loved and adored by these guys. And uh, I want to do Luna first because I remember she really liked them. And then we'll get to you, Ken, because I know you weren't here for this and you probably have a lot to say. So, Luna, what did you think about 3 1989? Did you still enjoy them as much as you did originally? Or did you come down on them a little bit? So, I came down on them a little bit. So, I remember I, I really liked their funky 80s sound. I think they have great vocals. And I did enjoy their uh, re-listen to their music. However, I really can't see myself going back to them unless they make the Oricon or I'll probably check out a new song here or there. I, I like their compositions, you know, as it did bring me back to that time period. And then again, like, I love 80s movies, 80s music. I am hit or miss on, you know, some is really good. Some I'm like, eh. But um, none of their songs completely stuck with me. You know, you always have that one or two songs you add to a playlist because they really stick with you. And I feel like uh, 31989 didn't quite do that. However, I mean, I do think their vocals, their compositions are really good, especially if you like that style of music. You grew up with music from the 80s. You're probably going to gravitate toward this more. And they do a great job of fusing the 80s music with current music, too. And I think it works very well for them. I am curious to see what they'll do in the future, though. And I, I, I think they're a very, very interesting group with a great concept, so... So honestly, they were a different band that I had in my mind from them when originally announced that they were going to be this artist. And, you know, 
I think I've spoke to you privately about them. I loved my time being with them. And I, I had thought that originally that you liked them because they do have a very radio feel to them. And and it, it's in a handful of their songs. And the handful of songs that I did listen to originally, I was very happy because I was like, oh, it's a style that I haven't really gone back to in a while since we've done our radio re- um, artist spotlight. And... They are an artist that I would happily re-listen to. I've enjoyed my time, and I can't wait for more releases done by them. I really can't. Yeah, I had a feeling you would like them, because they are, they are a little different than... I, especially, I know, for me and what I typically cover. Uh, but I had a feeling you would like them, Ken, and I'm glad to hear that you did wind up enjoying them a bit much. And I do, I do see where you're coming from, Luna, because I know 80s music's not... like not your jam jam. And so I, I can see how you're like, well, you know, I, I, I like their music, but I may not always be in the mood for it. So I, I totally get that because if you're, if you don't like that eighties throwback style, then I don't know if there's a whole lot here for you, but if you really dig like an eighties throwback, this is a can't miss group. Oh, and I, I completely agree with that. So, but I'm glad you picked them because it was a great refreshing choice and it brought something new to the table. And I love that. And um, with that, we're going to jump into the next artist, which is mine. And that was Baby Key. So Baby Key is a singer-songwriter that made her debut in 2017 with the mini album Rainbow. She is most known for her lyrics as she bases them off experience she had while traveling, meeting different people. So she tries to write lyrics that are influenced and based by all the people places different cultures like everyone she met as they've had an impact on her life and she wants to try to contribute that through lyrics to make them very relatable so because of that her lyrics are geared toward women because a lot of these relatable lyrics are geared toward experiences that she's had in her life and about 90 percent of her fans are women including me I absolutely love that she has this this husky voice and it just goes so well with her thoughtful lyrics and she was lucky enough to make her debut with Avix in 2019 with the digital single Stay Together and with her she is Baby Key is this unique voice and lyr- lyrics that are relatable a style of music that really sticks with you and I actually found her thanks to He Die Die because she was recommended under him. And I randomly am like, oh, this sounds interesting. I like female vocalists. Checked her out. And she does have a similar style to He Die Die, that relaxing musical style that you just sit back and enjoy. And I know people might write her off as a typical girl with guitar. I would say yes and no. She it, she is the girl with the guitar. However, her style has more of that relaxing style, like beach music in a way. And that's one of the reasons I really like her, because she takes that girl with guitar type of thing and changes it into something a little unique. And her vocals also really get you into her. The husky style fits very well with her lyrics. And she has that pop rock style, but she also has that relaxing music style as well. And... Silent Moon is one of my favorite releases this year. That EP she dropped is fantastic. I love every song. 
And I am so glad I checked out her music because everything I've listened to her, I loved. And like Ken said, when Japan opens back up again, and who knows when, I will be buying her physical releases along with Summer Wren's. In 2054. Yeah, or 2057 or 20-something. And I'm sad because, like, I will import them, but I have to be very picky on what I import right now because of the shipping fees are getting astronomical. So when I do go, she's an artist I would love to own physically because she is phenomenal and I I really love her music. But I'm curious to hear what you guys think because I know, Gray, you were pretty high on her at the time and I'm really looking forward to hearing Ken's thoughts as well. So, Ken, actually, why don't you go first? So my mind initially changed on Baby Kia. And honestly, vocally, she really reminds me if Nishinokana and Yui had a baby. But while the girl with the guitar point might be overplayed, you know, she keeps it fresh for the most part. And I really loved going to her. And and I am so happy that I was able to do the, the recap for this because... I was able to look at her at much more of a fresher mind, and I absolutely loved every minute of it. I'm glad you you ended up loving her, and I see what you mean by Nishino Kana and Yui had a baby because Yui has those husky vocals, but also Baby Key is that smooth mixture like Nishino Kana has. I got all kinds of things in my mind right now. Thank you, Ken, for that. All right. <laughs> And Gray, what yeah. what were your thoughts on Baby Key? Did they change? Yeah, I, I will say they're, they're mostly the same, but I mean, I was really high on Baby Key to begin with, so nothing's really changed about it. I, I really, really dug her. Like I said, she reminds me of like, you know, late 90s, early aughts, girl rock is what I, that's, that's what I call it. I, I'm certain that's not what it's officially called, but it's just like, you know, a, a girl, the American version of the girl with the guitar sort of thing, like Alanis Morissette. And I just, I really, like her, she really, really just reminded me of that. And I, I really liked it. I think it's done really well. She's a great vocalist. And my, my favorite track by her is still Lazy Boy. I really love that song. It's so catchy. And it sounds so right in my ears that I, I have to keep listening to it. So I did wind up really digging her overall. And her latest stuff is really good too. So I, I'm very eager to see what she does next. I, I really like it, and uh, I think she is phenomenal. I'm glad to hear that you still you still like her, and I know what you mean by that Ots 90s, 2000s pop rock, because like we mentioned before, it kind of rem- gave you that Michelle Branch type of vibe. There we go. That would be her American. Yeah, equivalent. yeah, Michelle Branch. And I, I do like Michelle Branch a lot too. Thank you. I remember you said Michelle Branch last time, and I was like, yeah, yeah. I love Michelle Branch. And then I was like, I, I love who, you did, too. who did she? Who did she? <laughs> like, there was another artist that wasn't a lot more set. It was somebody else. Marie Starts Digby, because she also gives yeah. me the Marie Digby vibes. I don't know that one. But I do know Michelle Branch, and I, I love Michelle Branch. So, but yeah. I guess with that, I will end on my last artist for this lovely roundup here, and it is the wonderful Natsuyasumi Band. And, you know, there isn't much more I can really say about them. Well, let me get to my 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 thing about 
reintroducing them first before I kind of jump on here. And, you know, they are a four-piece pop rock band that got their start back in 2008. And, you know, hearkening to their name, they have that really energy of summer vacation of every day. And they want to be a, a band that the listener can really escape to with their music. That's a really common phrase with the artists that I usually do. <laughs> they have a really warm and soft style with their vocals. And it's really mixed with sentimental and emotional lyrics. And it can become that nostalgic feeling. And I absolutely agree that to a T, you know. For me, I love my time with them once again. Their charming sound and unique style is something that has to be heard. And like I said on the episode that we talked about them, you know, the combination of several instruments, you know, like a like a, um, a steel pan and a trumpet isn't really what you think of when you hear four-piece band, you know? <laughs> and I remember you were, you were kind of so-so on them, so how did the, going back to them really change your mind there, Gray? Uh, yeah, uh, I'm, I'm, I'm slowly growing on them. I'm developing more of an appreciation for them. The, this revisit did help me, even though a little time has passed, not a ton, a little bit of time has passed. Uh, I was able to d develop a little bit more of an appreciation for them because it is the, I do really, really like the variations on composition works that they do. I, I really f like that. They're not a straightforward band by any means. Uh, I still stand by the, I, I'm not, I wouldn't always be in the mood for this and I would have to be in the mood to really dig them. But I will say I have been in the mood for this style within the past week or two because my personal life things have been getting a little bit more hectic. And so something that's a little bit more light and on the fun side is really singing to me personally right now. So uh, that alone has really caused me to really grow my appreciation of them a little bit. But yeah, they're, they're really solid and I, I did like them. I think Future Heads is still my favorite track by them. But and that was a collaboration. But I I like I like them, and I think that you know I'm interested to see what they do and where they go. So I know the Nazi. I was not on this episode for the Nazi Yasumi band. I remember I had computer issues because things broke. So I actually really like them, and the name suits them perfectly. Because they gave me my lovely summer vibe, which I freaking loved. And I think the lead vocalist was really good because she has such a sweet sound that flows so well with the style of music they do. And can I say, I absolutely love the use of the instruments in her songs. Like in Tata, uh, Tata Hitotsu Saji no Hibi, the, um, like... The trumpet in it is freaking phenomenal. I love the composition. And I think it's because of their style of music, because it's very, I guess you could say, relaxing. And it really puts you in the mood. And I think it's also the lead's voice, because she just has this, this very unique, this beautiful voice. And I, I just could not get enough of it. And I... I'm glad you picked them because it put me in this nice, peaceful mood. And I feel like it was something I needed. 
And I would like to sit on them in a hammock and on the beach. I know that sounds weird, but that's what I would like to do and just enjoy their music because I feel like their music is something that is enjoyed because there's so many pieces to it going on when you listen to it and the band and then you listen to the vocals and everything just slows together. But I, I really enjoyed my time with them and I, I had so much fun. Yeah, no, I'm actually quite thankful that you really ended up liking them, Luna. And, you know, it really helps that 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 trumpet and steel pen just really freaking helps overall with them. Oh, I forgot to ask this. I baby case here. So because of that, you know. Out of all, out of the four female-led vocalists here, between Baby K, uh, Ryu Hyung, Yayoi Diamond, and I can't seem to find it. Raichi, Raichi there. Um, Raichi, which one was probably your the strongest in your opinion? Because, like I said with Ryu Hyung, I think out of this lineup here, she was probably the strongest vocally. That's a really hard one, just because they all have different vocal styles. And I'm pretty much going to rule out mm. Rachie in general because she does not have the vocals to back it up. <laughs> so, <laughs> I mean, yeah, she is a solo artist. Vocal-wise, yes, she does sing, but she is more of a rapper. And I'm just going to say vocal-wise, she's not even a contender. The, and that's my honest opinion. And I picked her and I can see that's her biggest flaw. Um, with Yayui Diamond, when she does sing, she is a phenomenal vocalist, but, like, with her, she doesn't always sing, so even with that, it's kind of like, and she also doesn't... It's like half Yeah, half. and she doesn't yeah. always... <laughs> yes, and like, when you hear, like, Chikai Wedding Story and Miss You, or, and Okaidi are great examples of her vocals, and same with Best Friend, but... She doesn't always do that as often. So, I mean, yes, yeah, she is a vocalist and I think she has a good range, but does she have ranges the other two? And it kind of, from there, I'm just narrowing it down because this makes it easier for me to talk it out. So with like Run Kung and yeah. Baby Key, I think would be the two contenders in this because they are strictly vocalist. They don't do anything else. And they both have decent range, but range-wise, I think Ryung Hyung has a little bit more of a range than Baby Key, because Baby Key does stay in her zone. You know, she does mainly the pop rock genre, the relaxing, like, kind of Hawaiian beach beach type music. Well, I think Ryung Hyung can ap actually do more with hers, because she can do pop, she can do the piano, she can do jazz, she can do R&B, because she has this vocal ranging capabilities, that she could actually do a lot with her voice. So being honest, I do agree with you. I think as much as I I love Yayui Diamond and I, my bias would say I'd pick her. But looking at it from a musical perspective, I really think it's Rung Hyung. She has it's the more vocal capabilities to do different styles and to use her vocals in different ways. I, I, I It is hard. Uh, I... I, I, I don't know. I'll, I'll, be, I'll be honest. I don't, I don't know. I, I think I like Baby Key a, a little more. 
not for the variety, mm. but just I really like her smoky vocals that she does. I mm. I really dig that. Uh, I don't, th- but I do think Rung Hong has more range, and I I will agree with that. But I for me personally, I think Baby Key just slightly edges it out. It, it's tough. It's neck and neck. But yeah, it would I it would be definitely those two. Uh, like I yeah, like when I wrote that when I wrote that statement, I didn't listen to Baby Key right as of then. So when I did listen to it, I was like, ooh, this is going to be really difficult. So I get to ask them. <laughs> I think this would be an amazing question to ask between the two of you. Which one did you prefer more? I mean, prefer more. That's the hard part. Probably Baby Key. Oh, whoa, whoa, whoa. For vocal strength. Vocal and, and, strength, and, 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 I and, think, Ryung Hung is stronger. But, preference-wise, it would be, like, if I chose my personal choice, it would be Baby yeah. Key, and I'm doing this strictly as vocal-wise. I'm ruling out Yayui and Rachi mm-hmm. because of their, their styles. Mm-hmm. But... Preference-wise, I probably would do Baby Key because I do listen to her a lot more. But as far as I think of range-wise and being able to do different things with her vocals, it'd be Rung Hung. So I think for me, it's like I'm torn on if I'm looking at this as a musical perspective or as my personal choice. If that makes mm-hmm. sense. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it makes that makes all the sense in the world. Like, like for, for, for me... Like, it would be Pyeong Kyung. Like, uh, honestly, she's probably one of the strongest vocalists, in my opinion. Um, just all around, because of that range. Um, I think if Baby Key... Uh, not so much drops the girl with the guitar thing, but really shakes it up just a smidge, I think she would also be in the running, honestly. I honestly think that. And it's just, like, just a smidge more. I agree. No, so. I agree that that, yeah, that's my kind of thing too. Because Baby Key does stick in her genre more so. Like if she got out of that genre, like you said, she would definitely be a bigger contender. But both of them are fantastic in their range and their vocal and the vocals talent they have. So yeah, yeah, for darn sure. But yeah. With that, let's continue on to our top three picks. And, you know, like the norm with our usual music corner roundups here, we pick an artist, one artist from each person. So we don't always just pick our own artist or just pick one other person's all their artists. We pick one artist from each of them. So Luna would pick one of hers, one of Gray's, and one of mine's, and vice versa. So... With that, let's actually start with you, Gray. Who would be your 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 top vocalist? Just kind of name them and just kind of give your reasonings, so to speak. Sure. Uh, so for me personally, it I I knew right out of the gate who it was going to be. Although I will say there was um I almost changed my mind twice. At least with because Baby Key, I I really really so Baby for Luna Baby Key was my pick, and I because I really really love like I said her vocals. I I love the, that style. I I really like Michelle Branch and just 
like that throwback to her, like it just really resonated with me, and I really, really like that. Uh, Ren is if I had to pick a number two, Ren would be a definitely a really close second. So, so for me, like th- this was like I almost changed my mind. I almost changed it to Ren. It was really difficult though. Like th- these are like the two leads for me. For uh, for me for Ken, it was. I, I knew instantly it was going to be Akira Takano, and I, I don't think, like, I don't, I don't think, having gone through the whole list, I don't think it really changes that much, but Rune Hung was one that I missed, and I I hadn't checked out until we did the roundup, and and I, I was kicking myself that I didn't listen to her the week that we covered her, because I'd been listening, I probably would have never taken her out of rotation, and then it would been, it'd be neck and neck almost. So for for me it, it it was really difficult but like Akira Takano is basically everything I like about music and it's hard not to pick him because of that. So <laughs> so I I did I just I I love Akira Takano and and so I I picked him and I get like all of mine are like with very recent and there is a recency bias. I I'm well aware but I I do think that th- like we've hit a stride and just lately we've been knocking it out of the park. Uh, and me personally, I I I think people would be not. It'd be weird if I didn't say White Jam. I'm still talking about White Jam. I listen to like like constantly. I talk about them. I mean, you talk about uh, it yeah. every week. You're on the well, like, I, I talk about them as much as humanly possible because I I really freaking love this group. So for 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 me it was white jam and uh, and I, I don't I don't know if there's honestly a clear like runner up I mean I like all the, all, well, all of my artists I was gonna ask what would have been your runner up I mean if you if you did not have white jam what would have been your runner up uh Fujikaze more than likely mm. yeah yeah Fujikaze I think would be my number two because originally I thought it was going to be Fujikaze yeah yeah I, I didn't think like the recency bias wouldn't have gotten to you uh well I mean I like Fujikaze I, I listened to him a lot when we covered him but after a month after we covered him I stopped listening to him and I haven't gone like I went back and listened to him for the show but I haven't really been listening to him that much lately so yeah. uh It'll be a while before I stop listening to White Jam. It'll be a long while before I stop listening to White Jam. It, it's just how your your phases go, right? Yeah, it, it is. And, and for for me, like White Jam really hits that that perfect trifecta of rap, vocal, and composition. To me, to me, it always just comes together and works really well. So, I. I like, I'm really chomping at the bit for their, their latest release, which really stinks because of of the artists that we talk about, I like the two with the lowest frequency of releases is White Jam and Ru Hung uh, for reasons. So I, I don't know if they'll be dropping anything anytime soon, but still, uh, the, the, those are my picks. Uh, like I said, I know they're like near the bottom and stuff. And there there's some really good groups that we talk about, like Vondi is really freaking good and Ankh is really good. Like Vondi would be my number th- three, two, three. Like it, it's, it's hard. I really, really like Vondi and he is number, like he was the first one we talked about. So it, it is good. I, I'm kicking myself. I stopped listening to him because he's good. He's really good. 
uh, and stuff. And, you know, honestly, give me time, like, in a year, like, Sukisha might be my number one. I'm not going to lie. Like, like, he's growing on me, and that's a good thing. So it's just one of those things where it's like, well, I'll have to wait and see, but... Uh, right now, yeah, these are these are my three that I pick. So, with that, what about you, Luna? Okay, so I'll start off with my. Uh, I'll start off with Ken's, which so I went with Ankh, and I think it was because of how much they surprised me, especially my second listen. I remember the initial one; I kind of was being okay on them, then I forgot about them. But going back and re-listening to them, they had a big impact on me. And especially the song New Punk, I have had it on repeat, actually. And I kept going back after initially doing my full listen through of all these. Then I kept going back to Ankh. And I'm like, you know, they're really good. And I I love them. And the thing it was with yours, Ken, it was very difficult to choose because it was between Ankh, Homecomings, and Sukisha. But I also had Rung Hang in there, too. And I... I, I didn't want to pick a female vocalist because I already had too many v- female vocalists on mine. So that's kind of, you know, or female solo vocalist, which I ended up doing anyway. So I should just shut up. Um, but I was I was like, I don't know. I was just really debating on it. But I ended up liking Ankh's punk feel. And I wanted I usually don't go for the punk genre. And I think that's another reason why I picked Ankh is due to that i'm like hey i don't listen to a lot of punk and they also kind of gave me a nar- narcry talky vibe and like how i initially felt like narcry talky reminded me of like i i'm feeling this way about ank and i like this because that's how i get into narcry um but like suki shows a big runner up because i really liked his style and i liked all the collaborations but yours was probably the hardest, Ken, because we have a very similar taste. And going back through, I really kept switching between who I was going to do. If that makes sense. So, because yeah. Homecomings is on there and you pick the, or I mean, Homecomings is on there and, and then Rung Hyung and I'm like, he's going to pick one of those two. Because I know how much you love both of them. And I was like, okay, he's probably going to pick one of those two. So who is he more likely not going to pick that I also really liked? But I know how much, and like Rung Hyung, I kind of been listening to anyway because you introduced me to her early on and would send me songs. So that was a hard one. Um, for Grey, I actually did have some debate on yours. I went with Yayu Yo, who I ended up really liking. And since I kept listening to Ordinary Life, I'm just like, you know what? I'm probably going with them. And also they gave me the scandal vibes and that was the style of music I've been in. They've been on my playlist too. But I also thought about Fujikaze. However, I ruled him out since I had been listening to him before MC and I'm like, that's not fair. (laughs) But I do love Fujikaze and I think he was a solid pick. And White Jam was another one I wanted to pick. But I knew they had been on your list constantly and you constantly talked about them. So I'm like, I'm not going to pick them because I have a feeling they're going to be on Gray's top list. And he is like nonstop about them. So I wanted to do Yayu Yo since I feel like we covered them from MC, but we haven't really like talk, yes. talked about them. I thought they yeah. were a fun choice. 
I just I just have this this image of you on a whiteboard drawing the lines. <laughs> Being like, if I choose him, I don't know how Ken or Green is gonna feel. Yeah, I, I don't know if I should be honored or surprised that I'm I'm also like one of the more predictable people on the show. <laughs> like, like yeah, I'm glad I'm predictable, but it stinks too. I guess I don't know, but yeah, I am too. It's obvious. Half mine you listen to, and you're like, oh, I know that's Luna's pick. So, uh, but Yayuyo was one I would have picked as well. Um, if you wouldn't have picked them, I would have picked them because they were one that I was already aware of and I wanted to check out further. And I'm glad you did because I ended up really loving them. So, and with that, my pick was obvious. This was so me. It was Yayui Diamond. Y'all knew it because that's all I've been <laughs> yeah. listening to. And she is like jumped up into one of my top favorite artists. And if she had more physical stuff, I would freaking own it, but she does not. And it makes me sad, but I, I love her for several reasons. I mean, I love that she writes her own lyrics. I love that she is completely self-produced. She does this on her, on her own. And I feel like that's a big deal. And the other thing I love about her is she supports other artists and she has her own show on YouTube and brings in other artists mm. who are not well known. They're all indie artists and has them sing on there. She talks to them, interviews them. She helps them get their name out there. And I like that she supports other artists. And that for me shows as a person, you know, I know it. it it shows in her music that she's a good person. And then when you see stuff like that, her working with other artists and supporting them, I feel like that's also a big push for me. And her collaboration, she knows how to collaborate. She knows how to produce songs. You know, you either like them or you don't. She is an artist. It's hit or miss on. But I also have been into the Western style hip hop. And I like that she is great at incorporating that into her music. And I think she does a very, very good job of it. Also, I think she has phenomenal vocals, and I would love to hear more vocal-heavy tracks from her. But she has a variety of songs, and I feel like with her, you can find something. Even if you might not like one song, you, you're you going to find one song of hers you actually like or can relate to. And that's what I like of an artist. She can switch things up, and she does. And she's also not afraid to do what she wants and do something weird and that other people might hate. But she does it because she wants to do it, so... She has a lot of uh, pluses in my book, and lately all her releases have been thumbs up for me. I haven't found one I haven't really liked, but I i mean, hers is a given. I wouldn't shut up about her, and I still probably won't. So I guess for me, so yours, Luna, was the, the easiest. I already knew who it was going to be outright before we even did it because this person never left my rotation even before we did the music corner for this person and that was Vondi. Vondi was always going to be there there in my rotation initially I was going to do them but he was he was an artist that I was 50-50 on because I did not know how you would accune to him Gray but you ended up really liking him, so <laughs> that proved me wrong. <laughs> well, I'm glad I'm a little bit of a surprise then. <laughs> well, this was way back when. This was when you were really not having it <laughs> with certain artists. Th that's true, too. That's very true as well. Yeah, so that that, that was another thing to there, there, too. For you, if I had to pick a second one, it would be... It would... It... it, it I... <sighs> 
Yours was a little bit difficult, Luna, because I originally I already knew it was going to be Yolande. It, it was going to be Yolande, but then when I actually sat down and kind of went through the roundup here, Rand was also a very strong contender. A very, very strong contender. And Baby Key was also a very strong contender as well. Ironically, it's the solo artist that <laughs> were much of a, a contender in my mind. And then I do have to do add Brideer into that mix too if I had to make like a top five. But yeah, for, for yours, it was a little bit of a mixed bag. of. But I already kind of pinned who I was going to pick for yours, Luna. For yours, Gray, yours was a little bit more difficult because of the fact that I did not want to specifically... I already knew you were going to go for White Jam, but I didn't know who your your second pick was going to pay. And, you know, I went with... I ended up going with Fujikaze, mostly because he is an artist that I initially liked beforehand. And not to be the hipster of that, but... Yeah, no, I've, I've absolutely loved his work before Kidadi, before that whole boom happened. And he was an artist that I knew that I had to watch out for eventually. He was going to have that song that was just going to be just magical. And sure enough, he is going to be one of the leading vocalists of our generation or the Braywa era. And it's a sight to behold. So it would have to be Fujikaze after that. If I had to pick a second one, it see I really did like uh, three nineteen eighty nine as well, mostly because that was the rock feel that I was kind of a little bit missing for a bit, and the nostalgia feel did really hit me. So there was that for mine. Same. So I I had three. I had three for mine. It it would have to be Sukisha. Sukisha instantly was going to be a me pick. And going through it, the roundup again, yeah, I was like, yeah, no, Sukisha is, has to be my artist. And it was really difficult because I really did like Homecomings. Homecomings was my jam. I knew them before, right right on the cusp of um, their second release, which was Cakes. And I knew they were a group to, or a band to look out for in the future and and things like that. And, you know... Ryu Hyung as well is also in that mix as well because she is an amazing vocalist that I just absolutely loved. But if I had to pick out of all of mine, it would have to be Sukisho. So. so I can't wait to do this for when we get to 100 and uh, do a, an all-encompassing roundup of every 100 artists. I, I'm pretty sure one of them is gone. I, I know for a fact one of them is gone. <laughs> uh, yeah, a no color creation is no longer with us. So, Oh, we have two. We have two dead stuff. But color creation still, you can find them. That's work. true. Uh, Ali, Ali deleted yeah. off the Digiverse. <laughs> you, can get, you can get their early work. But yeah, it's very, very limited yeah. what you can get of them. Yeah. Yeah. So, but yeah, you know, here we are at our music corner roundup, which is coming in at a lovely three hours, like I or initially planned here. <laughs> but, yeah, no, I want to say thank you for listening to our music corner roundup here. You know, I always know that these particular episode runs long. 
So I'm I'm very thankful that you are able to come join us and kind of revisit our past music corners. So you can find the website at ongakudu.com where we initially reported on the music corner and go check those out. Go check out the podcast on Twitter and Instagram at ongakudu. You can check out our affiliates, Karyu Hunter, who is a retro streamer and going through the spooky games right now due to all the lovely things. And you can check them out at twitch.tv slash Hunter K-Y-O-R-Y-U-H-U-N-T-E-R. You can also check out TimberTaff, who is a variety streamer. He is currently going through Deltarune right now because that Toby Fox loving mother effer just, just soaking it all in right now. You can check them out at twitch.tv slash TimberTaff, T-I-M-B-E-R-T-E-F-T. You can also check out your sister, Luna Rose, who is probably really, really excited for N. Walker for Final Fantasy XIV. So, can't wait to see her stream more of that. You can check her out at twitch.tv slash rainstarkitty, R-A-I-N-S-C-A-R-K-I-T-T-Y. You can also check out Fangirl Has No Name, who is also a variety streamer in and of herself. And uh, introduced me to a very interesting novel about a woman and arachnoid species. That is a sentence I never thought I'd say on this podcast, but here we are. But you can check her out at twitch.tv slash fangirlhasnoname, F-A-N-G-I-R-L-H-U-S-N-O-N-A-M-E. You can also check out the podcast that I do with Fangirl, Timber, and Kyo called Podasaurus. This past week, we talked about the lovely Nintendo Directs that's been happening as of late, along with Sora and Smash. So you can check that out by looking up Crow Hunter, same as the Twitch handle, on all podcast streaming services. You can check me out at OTYKen1, where I talk about Bang Dream, Ainaiba, Roboco, Herobo, and more Ainaiba. Which, by the way, at the time of recording, it is her birthday. So happy birthday to Ainaiba. But yeah, where can we find you, Gray? You can find me on Twitter at OngakaGray, where I tweet about what I'm watching, what I'm playing, all that fun jazz, really digging Kamen Rider Revice, and I've been really digging Metroid Dread, so if you're interested in what I'm up to, just follow me there. And you, Luna? You can follow me on several social media services, such as the Twitter, my anime list, Anime Planet, Letterboxd, at LunaMaria87, or Instagram as NerdyCollectorLuna, where you can see... What I've been listening to, what I'm watching, what I'm purchasing, it is spooky season, so look forward to all the spooky movie and music recommendations. But yeah, once again, I want to say thank you so much for listening to this week's episode of Ongaku to You. I'm your host, Ken, saying thank you very much and have a great day. Aloha. This is Luna saying I hope you have a great rest of your week. Thank you so much for listening to today's very long episode. Hope you enjoyed it and... Curious to hear your opinions on a lot of these artists. So thank you again for listening. Jamatane. Thank you guys so much for tuning in to this extra long special episode. And we'll be right back here next week at our usual, doing our usual thing. Bye bye.